When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. When Ric Flair has his final match of all time, well, that's a heart pop. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody. I am Reclaim Joey, Twitch streamer and former professional wrestler. I am joined here by student of the game, D Straight. How you doing, man? Well, I am conscious. I fought the Sandman. He had a cigarette and a Singapore cane. And uh, I was able to escape the ring to be here today because, boy, I'm tired. But, man, let's find out what fucking Dr. Destruction is doing. Yeah, what's up, EOD, actual doctor? PhD got it 10 years ago. How's it going, man? <laughs> well, not exactly 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> it feels like it's 10 years away at this point. But uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just finished some uh, grading. Uh, interesting stuff, as always. Uh, some good, some uh, not so great. But you you're, know, you're talking about doing here. some color grading on the uh, adult films that you've been working on? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, of course, naturally. <laughs> some good, not, some the, not so good. Who's the dumbest, like... <laughs> Who's a du- what's the dumbest student you ever had? Oh, I mean, th- probably the guy who told me that, like, in a class where we spent, like, 15 weeks working on Excel that he didn't understand, like, this really basic function. Okay. Like, he just, like, he met with me, and, like, I was like, all right, this is, like, an idiot-proof solution to your problem. And he's like, I don't know how to even, like, put that into Excel. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like... Oh, remember the, you remember can that? type in it. Oh, you can type oh, in it. Oh, you can type. Well, I, like, I remember, like, walking, because, like, we had a Zoom thing after, and he's like, oh, like, you know, like, oh, can, like, you know, you know, you walk me through this. I'm like, all right, well, go to a blank cell, and he's just, like, scrolling. Like, like this one, I'm like, no, there's something in that cell. So then he's just, like, scrolling, like, and this was, like, you know, it was a 1,000 rows or whatever, but, like, he goes to, like, 10,000 rows. I'm like, just stop. Like, that, that that's good enough. Davey, remember that guy at work, uh, Christian, who... Hey, uh, bro. And we're like they, he, we were learning how to use a computer, and it says locate the mouse, dude. And he was like looking everywhere, and he dude. got on his hands and knees looking under he the desk. Started looking around his feet. He's like, the mouse. "Hey, bro, bro, where's the mouse, bro? I can't find it, man. Help me find the mouse, please. Please help me find the mouse, bro. I can't to find it." To give context man. to listeners, everyone's had that boss that you suspected was way, not only not as smart as you, but way below your intelligence level. So this guy had gotten promoted, and he thought the mouse was down around his feet. And he wasn't like an old man. He wasn't like, you know, out-of-touch boomer or whatever. He was maybe only a few years older than you. So imagine that scenario just cranked up to fucking 11. Remember, his his reasoning was there was a time where using a computer was considered gay. That was his reasoning. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So he never learned how to use a computer. That's why he said that. So this is a, this guy that tells you whatever whatever you need to know about this guy, but he's like, bro, where's the mouse, bro? Where is it? I can't find it. I'm it down, bro. Where is it? I can't find the mouse, bro. Oh but he had a story about his buddy um, and him in the Cheddars over by Six Flags in the eighties. Cheddars, kick, kick, kicking a guy over by the hand dryer in Chuck while he was wearing Chuck Norris action pants. This is my first exposure to the Chuck Norris action pants, which if you guys don't remember, I'm, I'm sure they were mean. Wait, 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 he was putting over that he owned some? Yes, like, yes. bro, I got I got Chuck Norris action he, pants. He was putting over that he owned some when he was a teenager. <laughs> and I, I know that's been subsequently memed, but, you know, this was t- 15 years ago. And I was able to find an ad for it, of course. And it's like, essentially, there's elastic, like in the crotch, that allows you to do those fucking roundhouses and those big fucking high kicks. 
and they fucking made some dude eat eat their fucking foot, Billy Jack style. Actually, no, Billy Jack would have taken off his socks and shoes before he kicked you. Uh, but they made some dude eat their foot at the Cheddars over by Six Flags in Arlington, Texas, oh my while he was drying God. his hands because he had talked some shit. So they waited for him to start drying his hands and to fucking hit him with that sweet chin music, man. <laughs> this is the guy that also like he challenged he challenged someone to play like slaps, you know, like the fucking <laughs> game where like you have like the person's hands underneath yeah. yours or whatever, and your hands are on top or vice versa, and then they try to fucking slap you, try to move before they get it. Like this dude was actually not bad at it, but he fucking thought that he had lightning fast fucking Bruce Lee reflexes, <laughs> and he treated slaps like it was a fucking martial arts tournament. So he like he would get red, like dark red, yeah. like fucking like he was oh like, real trying, real try hard, and he'd fucking hit people and he'd hit people real hard. He'd go. Mm! <laughs> when he fucking made the slap <laughs> and he thought that he was badass when we were done it's like dude you're playing slaps <laughs> same guy that would have to go in the back because he was laughing so hard if a little person walked through the lobby and he would have to get on the ground because he was laughing so hard what Jesus a scumbag Christ. and he he like owned a church and he called what? it like owned a yeah, church he, yeah he owned a church like yeah started a church or got somebody to fucking fund it or whatever the fuck and like he called it Fusion Church, and I was like, oh Christian, I don't know if we're supposed to say his name, but I was like, Christian, uh, bro, I'm suing. Why Why did you call? Why did you? <laughs> I was like, Christian, why are you calling it Fusion Church? He's like, cause you see, bro, like you know they like the electrons and the neutrons, <laughs> and they come together, you know, like you know, you know what I mean, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, Christian, I don't know what you mean. Can you explain it to me? He's like, bro, it's just science, bro. <laughs> he also told me. He also told me once that he was investing in his um his cousin's energy drink, and he was about to be out of there because it was gonna fucking pop off. And he was going to give us all jobs, executive jobs, fucking pushing, it, pushing the energy oh drink. Pushing the energy What was the energy drink called? I can't remember, but there was that Please. show. There was that show. I got to know. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Made in America or whatever where they were. Um, oh, fuck. What's his name? The fucking Puerto Rican actor. The New York guy who's in fucking everything. He had that energy drink called rasta monster and he was he was like oh, fucking no. strong oh yeah to gas stations yeah i remember that, that remember yeah. we tried to watch that show <laughs> yeah, thinking it was gonna be the so. next entourage <laughs> oh my god the next entourage with the fucking rasta world monster. didn't deserve that he that guy looked like christian too kind of fuck yeah he kind of does like in a, a little bit yeah yeah dude a little bit this fucking louise guzman oh I, I could just see christian i don't know what it was called but i could just see christian be like bro get ready Dantas Energy is gonna pop off, bro. You wait, you, you're gonna get a job. We're gonna be working all for Dantas Energy. Dantas, <laughs> Dantas Energy. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, that's his name. Oh, yeah, what, why is it called Dantas Energy, bro? Because, like, it sounds like Dauntless and like, <laughs> it sounds like I don't, I don't know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Listeners, like, yo, did, is this a wrestling podcast or is this fucking like. Oh, yeah. Just three guys just talking about life. Yeah. I mean, that's okay, you know? I know. I'm fucking with you. So, it's been a crazy week, personally, for me, and, like, wild shit popping off. I've worked every fucking day, and I have not watched as much wrestling as is my duty. Luckily, I'm here with two dudes who fucking put in the work, and so this week I'm going to be acting as the Gwent. The Grand Inquisitor. It's <laughs> 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 uh, my Louise Guzman impersonation. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, uh, I've got my Rasta Monster right here. <laughs> my fucking Dantas energy drink. I got my fucking elastic pants on. And I'm fucking ready to go, man. Yeah, me too. Honestly, I I really want to tell one more story about Christian. <laughs> nah, that's all right. We'll save it. For, maybe we'll save it for another. T- I just want yeah, to tell. I wanted him out. You know, is it the stillborn tell... baby getting passed around? And he laughed. No, he started laughing because no. it looked like a sweet potato. Gee, no, no. Oh my god. <laughs> In front of his no, it's not. That that happened, and he told us a story, and we were all like horrified, but. No, I is was it the guy trying the to speak in church? Pray. The deacon trying to speak in church who just had a stroke no. and he spoke in, in stroke voice and he started and he laughing at him and then everyone it? started no. laughing. No, he told us the story about that too. I I feel like he okay. I was gonna say the one where you fucking prank called when we caught when we we were on to oh him cheating God. on his wife. Yeah. <laughs> he was just you know so he's super Christian, putting over how moral he is all the time and. Uh, How Christian is he? Is is he? He's like founding his, his own. His like, you name know, is Christian. Yeah. His name is Christian. Like he's Christian. Like he has yeah fusion church. Like yeah, he. Uh, oh I, I don't think I don't think they mentioned the electrons in the Bible. No, they didn't. Right. <laughs> and they <laughs> the also electrons. didn't mention Esther, the fucking like rashy armed fucking girl in the gift shop that he was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that name you should at least bleep out. <laughs> nah, Esther, what's up? You were nice, but I don't know why you were fucking Christian. <laughs> speaking of christian Tell we got another story, promo though. where he's talking about dead dads oh Wait, my god, yeah, I mean, god that's kind of buried the lead but oh my god i fucking love that promo uh, you don't want to tell the story though nah I mean, the prank call i mean <laughs> we gotta tell it now all right so basically this dude's you know he's a hypocrite and he's cheating on his wife he's got he's got three kids he's cheating on his wife with this girl and like he thinks he's being slick and they're doing shit like <laughs> walking by each other in the lobby and like handing off room keys to each other, but couldn't have fucking drawn more attention to themselves if they'd been trying. So it's just going on forever. Like he used to get hotel rooms on the, on the weekend under the auspice of, bro, I got to work early tomorrow. Can you give me a room? We worked at a hotel. He he ruined that for everybody because he exploded. That's it. one thing he was good at. He was a worker. Oh, dude. Like, yeah. He, oh, yeah. Dude, well, dude, that dude, dude could yeah. work anyone and he was real good he at really it. Worked he really like, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i used to i'm not really doing it now but when i was around him every day i had his inflection and his voice fucking down so i called i called the gift shop while esther was working and i was like is this me chris we gotta stop doing this we can't do this i'm dying i got what am i gonna tell my kids at christmas <laughs> what am I gonna tell my kids? <laughs> oh my and and she was like, oh, I know this is you, but who is this? Who is this? Like you know, like she knew she knew him well enough to where you know she could tell I was faking it. But most people were like, dude, you sound just like him. But she had heard him fucking intimately in pillow talk, so she knew the difference. And she was fucking freaked the fuck out. And I just wish I would have been there when she would have told him. Somebody fucking called pretending to be you. They're on to us. I bet he was sweating. He would like go on vacation to Colorado and then like he would give the work number out as his personal number. So like cops would be calling and shit from Colorado because he would just go write hot checks on vacation. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, this guy should have fucking, this guy should was in the wrong business. Like he definitely should have been in the wrestling industry. Right? He should have been a promoter. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, yeah but like, exactly. you know, 20 that years fucking ago. Line, dude, fucking about fusion that line all the- professional wrestling, dude. <laughs> fusion professional. Oh my God. Fusion wrestling. Honestly, it kind of works. You're right. Uh, he was in the wrong biz. 
but I, I fucking think about that line all the time. I fucking die thinking about it. Just what am I gonna tell him at Christmas? <laughs> what am I gonna tell my kids at Christmas? <laughs> I think about it all the time. Anyways, yeah. So you had some really good segues today, and I completely shit on them. Oh, I apologize. Nice. Yeah, welcome you to like the two fucking. Good ones in a row. Let's just change formats. Just make it a fucking show about Christian. And we can, and we can talk <laughs> well, we about. We gotta his. fill it up because you, you you forgot to watch some wrestling today or this weekend. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but true. yeah, it's okay. I didn't want to do the episode without Davey. Neither me or EOD wanted to do the episode without Davey. We like we like for it to be everybody. And uh, you know, Davey was like, "No, go ahead, do it without me. Do it without me." And we're like, "No way, no way." So we really wanted to make sure that. Um, you know, I tried to powder. Stuff, I tried so. to powder, and, and I was fucking halfway back down the ramp, and they came and grabbed me by the fucking short hairs and pulled me back in the room. <laughs> you know, it's 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 funny that uh, you know you're so magnanimous about including David. You know, of course I was as well, but you know you should have heard him when uh, you dropped off the Discord call on the G1 episode. When I dropped off, oh oh my god, what did he say? He's like, well, this show's about to take a massive bump up in quality. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god did you leave that in because i haven't yeah. listened to the yeah. oh my god. <laughs> you son of a bitch oh i didn't even god. listen to the preview episode that's so fucking mean dude uh, you know. oh my god the crazy thing is oh I, when god. i said that i was joking but like going back like it did it like fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> god oh damn god. holy shit anyways so yeah, great. Lots of fucking stuff to talk about. Luckily, even since he didn't watch uh, rest, a lot of wrestling, we're gonna keep the reviews pretty succinct, um, and we're gonna talk about all the news. Luckily, there was a ton of news this week. Not just news, just like goings on, drama, silly stuff. Um, the big one to me is the Ric Flair. Ric Flair's last match. Oh my god! Which you bet your fucking ass we're going to review that whole show because sh- not only does the show look really amazing, like the actual undercard. Yeah, there's but nine man. matches on this card. Outside mm-hmm. of the main event, which, I mean, I, I don't know what to expect of Ric Flair's fi- like, actual final match. Yeah. Um, how, how long ago was that Shawn Michaels match that was his retirement match? Well, didn't he have a match with... Oh, I don't remember when well, that he was. Had that? A bu- he had a bunch in, like, Impact, but, like, I know that was, I think was, that like, was 2000. I think was, was that 2000? That was, like, 2009. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 2009. Damn. But he had matches. He had a couple matches in Impact, maybe? And then he, he had, had that match with... Uh, then he had the match with Hogan somewhere. Really? And then, like, I think, I think he did. I want to I mean, say that, that was he had the original rumor for this match. Yeah, but he had, a, he actually had a match with Hogan, I believe, somewhere. I, was, I can't remember, but I just don't think so I did that match. <clears throat> he so this had a match be... against Sting. That was his last match prior to this. That was in eleven. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. He was also in a lethal lockdown steel cage match. <laughs> Insane, dude. It's crazy because. I guess I just thought this match was going to like come and go, but yeah. like you know, any good wrestling angle, they're building this in oh my god, high volumed ways, man. I've never seen a more blatant way, like, and and honestly, this kind of shows how much of a master Ric Flair is at, at doing this kind of stuff. Because even though it was like really over the top, I became pretty invested. So there's a series of documentaries that they're putting out. I think the first one was on Fight, and the second one was on Ric Flair's YouTube channel. And apparently there's a third part coming. I don't know if there's a fourth part or not, but there's a third part coming. So I'm watching this documentary, and it's just everybody sucking Ric Flair's dick. And like um, like a normal documentary, like a fucking, like, you know, it's just flowery and everything. And then the v- documentary takes a little turn. 
and it was kind of it was pretty well done if you think about it even how over the top it was it's funny it's weird it's on the nose like i keep going back and forth trying to decide if it's the worst best thing i've ever seen or just the straight up best thing i've ever seen in wrestling and it's um it's somewhere in the middle of, of the of the documentary you know jay lethal's training him right and he gets on like this radio show and they're like, hey, we thought Jay Lethal would be here. Like, uh, we thought he'd be here on the radio show with you. He's been training you and everything. And then Ric Flair was dropping all these hints everywhere doing this, like, um, doing these tours, like these interviews and these little tours and things like that. He kept make, mentioning this stuff. And he does it so nonchalantly. And it was so brilliant. And he goes, like, he goes, well, you know, Jay's got, like, a little, a little attitude, you know. And they're like, what? What do you mean? He's like, well, you know, he thinks he's kind of, he's like, he's kind of too big for his britches and. You know, he's been helping me. I love Jay. He's like my friend and everything. But, you know, he wanted to be on the card and there's just no room for him on the card. Right. And then they're like, oh, OK. So then they show like this footage of him in like their training and they're hugging. And he's like, oh, you're doing great. You're doing you know, you're doing a good job uh, in the in, you know, training for this match and everything. And he's like, but hey, the show's coming up. You know, is there any room for me on the card? Jay asked him that. And he's like, look, brother, uh, I just want to be honest with you. You're but you're an opening match guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so blatant but he's like dead serious he's like look you know i just want to straight shoot straight with you you know that i respect you enough to shoot straight with you but you do you know, think, there's just do you think it's like a spoiler a, for the uh roh pay-per-view is that gonna be the opening match oh oh my god <laughs> definitely not but so he goes he's he's like i just want to shoot straight with you there's there's wrestlers with real with uh with real um with real resumes and like they, there's real Damn. talent on this show and there's just no room for you just just a complete shithead to to jay lethal so the whole entire crux of this is just is just rick flair being an asshole <laughs> like being a dick and he's supposed to be the baby face <laughs> but he's full-blown heel here and um jay's like no i understand i understand and then they do this thing where it's like a hidden camera and jay's getting mad and he throws down a water bottle so you fast forward to the press conference and he's doing the press conference and uh, Jeff Jarrett's there, and I, I don't know if he's co-promoting or if he was being involved. I don't really know what the press conference was like, but they asked him if he would have been a horseman. And apparently the rumor, I guess, a long time ago was that Jeff Jarrett was going to be a horseman, which he probably would have fit in pretty well. And Well, there was Rick that Flair, brief period where in uh, WCW where he was like with yeah. them, but there was always that debate of, you know, yeah. was he actually Is a he a horseman? Yeah, and so like Ric Flair's no, he's not a horse. Are you kidding me? So he's being a dick again. And but they actually had like all the like the people doing like the talking head interviews and everything. They had everybody saying like, no, Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett's not a horseman. He's never been a horseman. Never will be. He's just, he's just not cut out for it. Everybody's talking shit about Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff is like taking it in stride at the press conference and stuff like that, laughing about it. And um and then the, and they're like, hey, where's Jay? We thought he'd be here. He's like, well, Jay's kind of mad at me right now. You know, he's upset at me. He wanted to be on the card. He's just kind of mad at me right now. You know, let me see how much he goes. Uh, they're like, are you going to be ready for the match? And he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, you know, you know, I'll see how much uh, training I can get out of Lethal. You know, he's pissed at me. So and just like all through this, they're showing like him training with Jay Lethal, and like he's he has a freshly installed like he just had the surgery, and he has a freshly installed pacemaker. And every time he takes a bump, it goes beep, 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 beep. Like it's going off, like, because it thinks he's falling down, getting hurt. Do you think that's help. a work? I don't think so. Because they showed my, the scar. Both my they parents showed... have pacemakers, and I don't yeah. know that they have a device that fucking, like, would alert it. Are they, they taking bumps? Bump. I oh, mean, yeah, they were taking bumps. I mean, they're oh, taking yeah, bumps of Coke, bumps? which is why they got the pacemakers to begin with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, 
so they're doing that and they're making jokes about it. It could be a work, but then they show like the, the they show the picture the footage of him in the hospital and he's like all like tubes everywhere. Looks as legit as you could possibly make it if it wasn't. And then it shows his scar. Like he sh- he lifts, it shows him lifting up his shirt and there's like this fucking gnarly stitched up scar in the middle of his stomach. I wonder and, they, uh, they don't have to do that to put in a pacemaker. So that that must have been like, like some other like open heart fucking surgery or whatever. I mean, well, they they did some they did some kind of surgery. Yeah. That's all I know. Okay. I mean, he did and, have like a surgery a couple of years back. Yeah, but we're yeah okay. Well, so oh, that's he when got, he got the baboon heart. Okay, <laughs> and uh, so he anyway. So they're showing all this footage and it's just insane. And then uh, like so after the press conference, there's this footage of uh, all of a sudden they 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 do it so dramatic, and there's this like music that's just like. Like just fucking, you know something bad's about to happen. And Jay Lethal's outside waiting by his car, <laughs> and he starts coming out there and talking shit to Ric Flair. And then Rick is like, uh, he's putting his hands on Ric Flair, like, "Why won't you put me on the card? I can't believe you put me on the card. You're so disrespectful, and you know it." Blah blah blah. And then Rick's like, "Don't fucking touch me ever again." And they're just like dropping f bombs at each other and everything. And then um, Jay just starts beating his ass. But what the first thing he does is he punches Ric Flair in the gut where his surgery wound is. And Ric Flair literally goes, oh, my fresh, my fresh surgery wound. Oh my God. <laughs> he like screams that it's his, yeah, my surgically repaired wound or something like that. Like he screams it like, <laughs> like just blatantly getting over that. He punched them in the surgically repaired wound, like something a commentator would have had to put over normally, but he screams it out as he's like doubling over. And to his credit, it's some of the best selling I've ever seen in my life throughout this whole thing. Some of the absolute best selling I've ever fucking seen. Just Ric Flair, just doing a master class in this. Right. So, <laughs> so Jeff Jarrett comes out and he, he fucking, he sees what's going on and he, he grabs, he grabs Jay off him. He's like, stop doing that. He's like, don't do that anymore. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, stop beating him up. And he fucking pulls, he pulls uh, Jay, or Jay off of Ric Flair. And then Rick starts being a dick to Jeff. He's like, I don't need your fucking help. I'm so sick of you and your fucking dad. Fuck you. <laughs> like, get the fuck away from me. Fuck you. Fuck Jeff. Fuck the Jareds. Like, just talking <laughs> shit. God. And then they get face to face. He's like, and dude, and even through all this, Jeff, Jared is like doing a good job of like selling it and saying like, man, why are you saying that? I just need to help you, you know, you know, whatever. And then finally, like Jeff gets in his face and he, or Jeff is like right face to face with him. And Rick like whispers something and it's actually kind of hard to hear, but he's like saying, fuck you, fuck the Jared's fuck just being a complete asshole to somebody that's trying to help him out. That's getting beat up. So then Jared fucking loses it and just starts beating his ass. And then Jared's wife is there and he grabs the heel, the, uh, the, the fucking high heel of his wife and fucking stabs it into the side of Ric Flair's head, and then Ric Flair gets busted open, and he's bleeding bad. They beat him up, and then him and him and Jay just start like teaming up, beating his ass. And Rick is just selling like like the greatest of all time, and he looks legit. He looks like a legit corpse when they leave him laying. And yeah, they, like, they straight up basically leave him for dead. They left him for dead, and they're like they're like on July thirty first, you're wrestling both of us. <laughs> like that's how they made the match so it's a tag match but then so they show him like laying there dead like looking dead literally blood everywhere and like i've never seen anybody look more like a corpse than an actual corpse (laughs) like and he i mean to be fair like his default appearance 
looks like a corpse these days. He, it looks it was so much worse. Yeah. And there's like blood in there's blood in his eyes. So his eyes are like bloodshot, and he just has them full blown open. Like looks legit dead. I think and you're onto something selling. there, Doc, when you said he looks like a corpse because I could imagine him on like an '80s skateboard deck. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Do you please have a like a Ric Flair corpse skeleton on a fucking skateboard? Wait, deck? who oh my who's God. going to be uh, Flair's partner? Well, you said it's a tag well, match. That's that's next. So oh God, like literally hard. right after this, there's no fucking buffer at all. It's just a voiceover of Ric Flair, like a really weird, like poorly recorded voiceover of him going, "You fucked up. <laughs> this is fucking family. Like dropping f bombs. This is fucking family." And he's a fucking badass, and it's Andrade. So Andrade's gonna be his like oh, gonna be his tag team partner. But he goes, You're... but he goes, he goes. He's a fuck. He's he's his fucking family. He's a fucking badass, and it gets really silent. And he goes, and he's also my son-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like so. Like it was like, was this for like some like weird people who are like, like, why is Ric Flair teaming up with a Mexican or something? Like what the fuck? There were people like... that were saying that. I don't know. I'm like, was why why he had <laughs> me like, like just yeah, that it... that last minute like, and he's my son. like he said it so quickly like just yeah. shoehorned in like he's also my son-in-law like really yeah. fast and it's still oh my god dude and then the part where i took a bump as i was like that's the most insane void thing i've ever seen void where prohibited and then it said <laughs> yeah exactly and then like the next scene the next fucking square was next week on the last match and i'm like oh my god there's another there's more and then it just shows like a preview of them arguing in a room where they're doing the contract signing like i can't tell if this is the best shit i've ever seen or the worst shit I've ever seen, or a, a combination of both. I cannot decide. Oh my god! Yeah, but, so I, I, I guess I don't get the dynamic because it sounds like Flair was heel, 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 and then yeah. he was such a heel that he made Jeff Jarrett turn heel. So now he's automatically the babyface. I don't know what the fuck happened, <laughs> but then Andrade's like a heel, a career heel. Yeah, <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. None of this makes sense. And but like at the same time, when he was laying there dead, he did such a good job of selling that I did have sympathy for him. Like it worked on me, and I was like, oh my god, like I felt bad. And it was so funny. Like I was showing, I showed it to, I showed this to Amber last night. I just really needed her fucking, uh, like her reaction to it. And she was watching it in the part where he fucking like talked shit to to Jay. She totally got worked. She's like, oh, my God, that's so fucked up. Why would he say some shit like that? <laughs> like, that's so mean. She did. She did. He did him dirty. And then and then like a few and minutes. She in, watches so, like well, AEW where. Yeah. Jay's a heel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it got so it got so over the top, though, that she goes, wait a minute. This is a work. <laughs> she, like they fucking fucked it up. She goes, wait a minute. I'm being we're being worked. <laughs> and I'm just oh like God. dying. And then she sees him like left for dead. And it's so hard to look at for somebody like that's that maybe hasn't watched wrestling a long time. And she goes, you know, there's such thing as wrestling maybe going too far. <laughs> oh my God. It looks oh, that is... bad. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm glad that she at least figured out it was a work before you know, he was left for yeah. dead. <laughs> like, oh my God, they literally just like beat him up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, is he going to die? <laughs> oh my gosh. But I guess like, He's been taking bumps. He's been training with this pacemaker in. If it's going to be a problem, it would have been a problem already if he's already taking bumps and stuff, you know? I mean, you never know, though. Like, it's it's like one of those things, like, a fluke thing can happen. Uh, well, you would hope it doesn't, but... Yeah. The build is fascinating, I mean, and it's almost like telling to the way Flair's, like, mind works or justification for being a shithead works, because... I mean, it almost, you can almost interpret interpret this as Flair's a dickhead, but he's a dickhead to people who he knows are fake. 
or you know. <laughs> <laughs> and look, he was right. Maybe. Do you think that'll like, be the spin they give us? Is that I, I like they, about... they deserved him? Being I'm just an trying. I'm just trying to. I'm just yeah. I'm just trying to think of what this means. Like the the angle I don't that know. they're running because he well, he's like so terrible to people, and it's just like, all right, dude, you finally broke through our mask. <laughs> well, I, fi- I I forgot I forgot to mention like all the hilarious shit that Jay and Jeff Jarrett were screaming at him while they were beating him up, like like J- Jay Lethal is holding like a dead looking Ric Flair in his arms and he's like, going, I loved like, you. <laughs> I loved you. I loved you. Like screaming it and then going like, don't meet your idols. Don't meet your idols. And Jeff Jarrett's like screaming and his eyes are bloodshot and bulging out of his fucking face. And like, I love Jeff Jarrett, man. Yeah. Oh, he's so awesome. He's so awesome. And he goes, he goes like, I never thought I was going to say that. Like if you had asked me like 15 years ago, if I would have, or 20 years ago, if I would ever say that, I don't think I would have. And then Crockett was like trying to like stop everything, you know. He's like trying to do his little. Yeah, part. Crockett's just and there. And he turns around, like, and he turns around, and he goes, and he goes, "My old man never liked you." <laughs> That's well, I, fucking awesome. Crockett I feel like that? we're underselling. I th- Jeff no, Jarrett, Jarrett said that. Oh, My old man never oh, liked yeah. you. We're underselling because we forgot Crockett. to mention that Crockett was there. He's just like there, and like they're like kind of holding him back, but he's like he's just kind of yeah. like stop, like not like it's just like yeah. kind of like like it's worse even than like when like. You have like those break apart brawls where the refs are like, no, don't do that. Like you know, the, <laughs> the best part, my favorite part though, is whenever they start walking away, I swear to God, just in my fucking soul, I thought I thought Karen Jarrett was gonna just pop a squat because of how mean she was being and how fucking horrible that everybody else <laughs> did. I thought squat. she was gonna pop a squat and piss on fucking Ric Flair. <laughs> oh I thought God. for sure that was about to happen. Like they're walking off, like fuck you, ha ha ha, and she's just gonna fucking pop a squat, and just piss on him. And honestly, that would have been what great. A weird, what a <laughs> weird thing to assume would happen. I was just like, it's insane. I swear, I've seen something like that before, and I, like not in like a dirty way, like. Like something uh, like some cartoon or something like that. I'm telling you, like some so like some cartoon or something where like, like a dog somebody gets pisses fucked. on someone yeah. insult injury. Yeah, exactly. And it would just it just looked like it. Like it, I was just like, is that really about to happen? Like in my head, I was like, oh no, no. Like they went far with everything else. Are they about to do what this? What would you have done, Joe, and, uh, if you were working like uh, an angle where you were heel and you get like beat up or whatever, and you're lying in the ring selling? And then, like, the valet of the baby face comes in without you knowing, without it being part of the fucking, like, plan. It comes in and pisses on your face in the middle of the ring. Honestly, like, <laughs> I'll be real. If that adds to it, I'll be okay with it. You know, it's better for oh the business. You but if you didn't know, if you us, didn't know. Talk about giving us some happens. insight into what, the way people think. I mean... I mean, like, I mean, working is a thing, you know, like working, like, like being able to work and not call it in the ring is a thing. Yeah. So like, yeah, but I mean, to that extreme, know, I mean, do we, do we I, know, do we know that Joey isn't like a shoot golden shower lover? No, I'm definitely not. But like, <laughs> that's what I'm insinuating. I, I'm, ser- I'm serious. I, I legit thought she was going to like just fucking piss on him. I was like, are they really going to go it's that such far? A, it's such a weird fucking I assumption. know. I know it is. I know it is. But it's it just like, she was being so mean. <laughs> it would fit she did a good job of being really mean that's about the meanest thing you could probably do (laughs) maybe also they uh they announced the card for they announced the card for the uh for the show and it looks pretty fucking excellent it really does it's like shock it's it's like yeah it's like the real forbidden door it's got wrestlers facing wrestlers from other companies like triple a impact aew wwe even um just insane. Well, when you, when you count Flair. Is a VP at WWE. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's just wild. This is like the real Forbidden Door. New Japan, like, it's crazy. It's a crazy looking card. It's a good looking card. And uh, I guess the semi main event is uh, the Impact World Championship between Jacob Fatu and uh, what's his name? Josh Alexander. Yeah. Josh Alexander. Your man. How yeah. could you forget his name? Oh, you know. The fucking tough, badass, fucking monster, looking scary, motherfucker. <laughs> tough, <Josh> badass <laughs> monster. Uh, but you got that. I mean, you got the Von Erichs versus the Briscoes. That, 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 I think that's the match like that has the most appeal to me because I'm not only because I'm a well noted mark for the Briscoe brothers, but the Von Erichs we don't see enough of them because they're in uh, MLW, which man just doesn't get that much fucking publicity. And what I've seen of those guys, like they're just natural talents, and I'm hoping that at some point they break out and can make some good ass money and get on people's radars and put on some classics. Yeah, uh, we also have this triple A ma- uh, four way match: uh, Ray Phoenix, Black Taurus, or just Taurus as he's listed here, Laredo Kid, and Bandito. Um, uh, Joey was talking about this before we actually went on that. I guess Meltzer said that these guys had a five-way match um, in, what was it, Triple Mania? Or was it? Triple Mania. The last Triple Mania. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, apparently this really show, really or this match tore down the house, and he's expecting this match to, to really stand out. I bet it will. Yeah. It looks good. So, yeah, we're def- we are 100% going to be uh, watching this show and reviewing this show. So, I mean, look yeah. forward to that. Motor City Machine Guns. Versus the Wolves, Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards looks fucking great too. I don't know if you mentioned that one, but um, oh, I did not know. Yeah, that okay. one looks good. Yeah, I mean that's and that's um an Impact branded match, but who cares? Yeah, most of like it's not so much like a lot. There's not a ton of crossover per se between promotions. Um, in the matches, it's kind of like just like you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I mean, in the case of like the AAA like match, it's like Black Tortoise, I believe, is still an impact, and Ray Phoenix is obviously on um, all elite wrestling as well. But I think the yeah. Briscoes Von Erichs match, I, that's the one match that they don't have like a graphic for in the background. Yeah, like I think <clears throat> the Von, yeah, it's weird that the Von Erichs. I wonder if they're free agents. Uh, they are. Um, so from what I understand, oh, they're not with MLW right now. I don't know if they're with MLW Ooh. or not, but from what I from what I understand is that they're not in a position or at a point or have any want to do anything really in the business. They're just kind of doing their thing. What? what? So and like, yeah, they're, they're yeah. out. They're like, yeah, I don't think that they have any interest in becoming like big stars or anything like that. So are you, is this that, a Juice I, Robinson type situation? It's not a Juice Robinson type situation because Juice, Juice Robinson is under contract and is trying to do things in the business. <laughs> well, the, no, these guys are just talking about like where like <clears throat> Juice was like, "Oh, I'm sick of the business." And no, no, this isn't this isn't anything like that because they're not out there talking to anyone, working anyone. Well, uh, then how did Cornette you find out about, about it? Because I'm I'm telling you, um, Cornette was talking about it. And somebody was asking why aren't they doing anything, <clears throat> and um, he's basically that's exactly what that's what he said. He's like, I don't think that they're like they would have to like move and train somewhere and they just they're there's just zero interest. I mean, in, are they in California or are they in Hawaii? I think they're here in Texas. That's weird cuz I know their I, I dad moved out to Hawaii and Is it maybe that's what it is? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I I listened to that episode a while back. Um so I, I apologize about maybe misinterpreting it, but um Maybe they're not, working for that. No, because they didn't talk to Cornette. This is just Cornette's like like analysis. Well, he could and, be wrong. 
but that could also be true but from what i understand they just have no interest he said he talked to them he said they're good kids he said they're good but um well he was in yeah, mlw when they were there i mean he was like involved with mlw so yeah obviously he would have talked to him yeah exactly so he says there's just like no interest so he doesn't see them ever becoming like big stars and that's not because they couldn't he just like they just don't want to or have the desire to huh I don't know. That's from what I understand. I guess that may, I could be misinterpreting it, or I could be misremembering. It's been a while since I heard that episode, but um, but yeah, it's something like that. But it looks that's cool. I mean, that looks like a fucking sweet match, and you know, I've seen those guys work before, and they're pretty good. So, oh yeah, I mean, I think it's yeah. it's not that they're like um like they're not they're, la- not, they're like, not Lacey Von Eric. Oh my god, and that's their cousin, not their sister. By the way, that's um. Is it? No, that's the that's the that's Carrie's daughter. It's uh, Kevin's daughter, right? I thought we saw. No, she it's was... Car- that's that's Carrie's oh, daughter. Jo- okay, yeah. So she's Carrie's daughter, and they're Kevin's daughter. Or, or they're, they're, they're Kevin's sorry, they're, ki- Kevin's, they're Kevin's, Kevin's sons. Kids. Yeah, yeah those are Kevin's yeah, kids. Sorry, yeah. I had it backwards. Um, yeah, I've I've, always, like, I've been yeah, doing right. that since I was little, like saying Kevin when I mean Carrie and vice versa. Right, like oh, bringing yeah. bringing fucking uh, Carrie back from the dead. Um, Jesus Christ! Another one of those. Yeah. What was his catchphrase? Uh, oh, well, I'll get you. I don't know. We <laughs> <laughs> need a medium. Um, oh my god. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, she, she's prop. She's got some problems. But anyway, um, it's just weird because there's. I know we're off on a fucking tangent. We got a lot to talk about, but they're so good and they've worked so hard. And it's not like they're. It's not like they're like Pac or somebody like that. Um, right. Where they're not yeah. that kind of athletes, but they're very, they're still very athletic and they're just so yeah, solid. They're, they and they good look good. They know, they're solid. They know the they stuff. Have that, they know where to be, what to do. Yeah. They have that like old school style, like that fucking Dallas <laughs> style where like it's just chaos and there's just a lot of fighting. It's like different than a brawl, but it's kind of like brawling. It's like a kind of like a brawling style. It's like, it, it looks like a, like a fucking like a real street but fight they can when they still do cool sh- they still do cool shit they do still cool stuff yeah and it gets I mean, me fired watch- up like they get me fired up and like i have no reason yeah. you know, when i was watching them to check them out i had no reason to get fired up i wasn't invested in anything yeah but it's just that's just testament to that they know how to work and not uh, not, not a big uh you know just dynastic mark for the von erics i mean uh sort of because, no, because you know yeah, but like hometown stuff, like um, that's also it, true. It, you know, Dallas has kind of become my de facto hometown, I guess, for better or worse. But um, <laughs> you know, hey, but they're why? Why are they on this fucking show then? Uh, uh, taking yeah, on know, the one, you know, one of the well, top three tag teams lot, in the world. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of generational <clears throat> talent here. There's uh, we've got we've got uh, that is true. Um, Arn Anderson managing managing the Hollywood Blondes. You know they're both third, you know, generational talent, and they're uh, then they they're, they're wrestling. They're, uh, um, I'm sorry, did I call them Hollywood Blondes? I mean, yeah. Varsity Blondes. Sorry. Uh, no, it's it's not the Varsity. It's Pillman Junior and, and Brock and Anderson. Anderson yeah. Oh, Brock Anderson. Sorry, yeah, I so, don't know why. Yeah, so, even more generational. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, even more. Yeah. And so, then you've got uh, uh, Rachel Ellering in a fucking match. Yeah, too. Rachel Ellering's in this in the show, and like Davy Boy Smith Jr. Like, uh, hmm. And they also have, they're also, I've never seen this guy wrestle. I've never seen, uh, is Ricky Morton's son? Mm-hmm. I've never seen him wrestle at all. Big so I don't know what to expect here. Yeah. They did this when they did like, didn't they? They did another Ric Flair match. I'm telling you, I think it was with Hogan. 
and they had like they had um rick flair's son on they had reed flair on the show and david flair on the show what show is that that was so long ago but um i don't remember they did a similar show to that and uh man yeah I, i'm this is cool i'm excited to see these young guns like get their chance you know instead of being job guys in AEW or whatever the fuck you know i think i think very highly of brock anderson i think i love that there's there's a like there's these wrestlers that could bring back this old style that just doesn't exist in wrestling anymore i miss that style like go back and watch like watch like you know terry funk versus jerry lawler matches like just how fucking chaotic and like brutal and violent yeah. they are and they're all brawls or like uh the von erics versus the Freebirds. just there there's like that chaos and that fucking action without doing any silly moves or bobbling or fucking setting up contrived stuff like that shit's so good or you can throw a cage around the ring to where you can't yeah. do rope bumps and and shit and well then you can mm-hmm. do cage bumps i guess but just in in keeping it um contained and like you've got like the totally yeah. blanchard magnum ta match which is obviously and on top of it, it's just a fucking awesome brawl well also also oftentimes when you don't have like a spot fest you think about like oh it's a technical match then well like what if you take the technical match what if you take the fucking shooter you know the ufc marks out of it and then you just have people fighting mm-hmm. then the people that know how to fight like just like fucking that. throw punches like that so, that shit's like so that good so much better it's, unless you've got somebody like lost. vsj or something yeah and then when you have brawlers, they're fucking they're they're Japanese wrestling marks, and I love Japanese wrestling. But like they're throwing forearms and they're doing like the strong style stuff. I want to see motherfuckers take their fists that are just legit tough, fucking swinging on each other. Well, a lot of the you know? a lot of the real actual old school Japanese guys really did have more of a brawling style yeah. because a lot of them that's w- true were trained here in the states. I mean, and they yeah, yeah. And, and Terry Funk was so ingrained in that time too. Yeah, like the, in those days, like. Terry Funk has that style. Oh my gosh, dude. That style is lost, completely lost in wrestling. And uh, I want to see it come back. And these guys can do it. And I know that the Von Erich kids can do it. Um, I, I have a lot of, like, I think Brock Anderson, like, looks like that. Like, he's he's amazing. I fucking have sung his praises and think very highly of him. And then they could do something with him. And they're complete. I hope they don't miss the boat with that kid. Yeah. And uh, I know he's young. And I know, but they haven't done anything with him yet. And I think he's probably ready. Or if he's not ready, he's ready to get that big fucking experience to be ready. Yeah. So I want to see these guys, man. This show looks fucking awesome. And uh, it's it's a huge surprise. It's a, it's it's a it's an insane surprise that this show looks so yeah. good. It's it's it looks better. The card looks better on paper at least than it has any business to be. And at the very least, the main event's going to be really exciting to watch because. We have no idea what's going to happen. Ric Flair could fucking die. That'd be insane. Just testament. Well, I, I like, think like that's like what's insane. cool too is that like you know like obviously like you know the Ric Flair match is sort of the draw and like the intrigue that, that yeah. brings you know whether or yeah. not you're expecting like a car wreck, um, you know him to die in the ring or you know whatever. But like it's going to. I hope put, that doesn't happen. Gonna, I hope they're right, safe. Yeah. I'm just saying whatever happens. But there's that like, inherent obviously... intrigue to it is what I'm yeah. saying. And like yeah. that's what's nice is like you get all the, like these young guys who like aren't necessarily draws yet that yeah this will put eyes on them and you'll be like oh hey like you know i've never seen a von eric's match before and yeah like they're pretty sweet or like hey i've only seen brock anderson and lesser featured spots where he loses like yeah it's big for guys like ren narita too yeah 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 exactly i think the only we got connor's on the show which which fucking like notable wrestling offspring is not on this show fucking tessa blanchard (laughs) 
Tessa Blanchard straight up. <laughs> Who else? Like it seems like oh, fucking everybody. Yeah, that was that was something weird. So we um this isn't really news, but we randomly found that there was an episode of Women of Wrestling out. Oh yeah. And it feels like there's her. a couple. There's a couple episodes out. And we, we we didn't know that they had started. Like it started with such little they fanfare. Just, they kind of just came out. Like I think they came out last month, right? They came out after we, like before we even started talking about it. We just thought that they didn't have an episode out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it is. and like, <laughs> I guess do we have to watch it? <laughs> it's got such little fanfare. It could either be like the best kept secret or like. Well, I, I just, like I watched the like the opening bit with like I can't remember who their champion is and uh, Tessa Blanchard challenging him and like whoever like they had is like the mediator for it and just like it just was so repetitive. It's like it doesn't matter who your father, stepfather, or grandfather is, Tessa, and you just like every line was like it doesn't matter. I'm like, who cares? right like like, <laughs> like you, it's not over like let's uh and it's just you weird ca- like seeing her so prominently featured even though we know that she's already you know out of the company when you said that like generational talent that's not on here what about like i mean they're not letting charlotte flair work this show you know obviously okay yeah yeah i mean maybe true. she could make an appearance or something like that if they're letting Jarrett make an appearance i don't know but um yeah i mean like yeah charlotte's not on the show it's Rick she Flair's may not damn daughter. she may not it's i don't know this has her blessing to be honest, but I mean, her fucking yeah. husband uh, is on yeah, it. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, her husband's on it, so she. Well, yeah, but he. Probably I mean, does. for him, it's probably like, hey, you know what? Like, I'll never have a chance to like say that I've wrestled with Ric Flair if not for this. And like, he's injured. Yeah, yeah he's injured. And like, <laughs> like look, if if Ric Flair, fuck. if Ric Flair, or if, if 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 there's doctors that are saying that he can go, and he's ha- he's been training and he's been taking bumps, like full blown bumps. I've seen we've seen the footage. He's taking bumps, like. I mean, who are we to say that he shouldn't be in this match? I am not a fucking doctor. Well, like, maybe for what it's worth, yeah. like, it's probably safe for him to do it. It's not like he's going to be in a UFC fight. He, need, you know, he needs are, a tag team partner gonna be, because, I yeah. mean, just he's, he's not going to go one-on-one, so it may as well be his fucking yeah. son-in-law. They need guys that can fucking carry the match, and Andrade and Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett can all do that. So and he just needs to get in and do his shtick, which is, ironically, him just doing a bunch of bumps. And, uh, like... It's uh, and you know, people will like it. They want to see Ric Flair get in there and fucking poke somebody's eye and give him a low blow, and you know, strut, take, you know, take the bumps. He said he was gonna do a crossbody off the top rope. Um, he said he was <laughs> gonna do. It. He's like, like, you watch what I do. He's like, you're gonna see stuff I've never done before. He said stuff like that. I mean, um, and like, yeah, he said he was gonna do some crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we see Sting like kind of take like bumps that I would yeah. really see him take. Yeah, <laughs> and it's true. Yeah, maybe he saw Sting's match and he's like, oh, I gotta do that shit or something. But um, he's, you know, good for him, you know, I guess. And we're going to be watching it, and I am excited to watch it. So this is a, this is going to be a must-watch show, for better or worse, uh, like in the wrestling world. So if you're not watching the show and you're a wrestling fan, well, you know, rethink yourself. One of the reasons it might be a must-watch is because, like, the fucking just disaster factor. Yeah, play exactly. Right, it's either going to be saying. really like, great gonna be or it's going to, yeah. It's either going to be really great or it's going to be a huge disaster. Like, it's must-watch. This is must-watch stuff. Must-watch. Yeah, fuck. So. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess, you know, speaking, you know, keep on the pay-per-view train, that's obviously end of this month. Uh, but next week, or this week, rather, we have Death Before Dishonor, ROH's next show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That card's shaping up to be really, yes. really exciting. So we've got five matches on the card. We've talked about a few of these before. Um 
we knew, we already knew about like Samoa Joe versus Lethal, obviously. Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia. There's cut a couple promos. Uh, Yuta's was on dark for whatever reason, uh, but they might they might put, bring that to like the main TV. I, they they've done that this week where they brought some well, they showed some like clips and highlights from dark. Uh, FTR versus the Briscoes. Obviously, that's you know a big marquee match. Uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb, and the most recently announced Jonathan Gresham versus Claudio Castagnoli for the ROH World Championship. That's obviously a rampage spoiler, but yeah, it's uh that that's the match. I mean, obviously they're gonna push Castagnoli into a main event spot as fast as he can with the RH World Championship. That sucks for Gresham, but well, I mean, do well, you I think he's that was... dropping? Huh? You think Gresham is just going, going Dude, to drop? With, without question. I mean, Gresham is uh, has a contract, so he's working. So it's not like oh, they're gonna take it, the belt and then he's I, gonna. True, like maybe maybe he's not gonna wither away, but to be honest, it's like to give him something to do. I can see that for sure. I just think that, like, I don't think it's uh, you know, Claudio could get it, but I don't think it's foregone that foregone that he's getting it. I kind of agree. I'd I'd say it's like I'm like seventy five (laughs) percent sure that like Claudio is gonna win. Well, it also brings legitimacy to the Blanchard Enterprises thing if they have the champ, you know, uh, if they're going to try to get that over with more guys in that team. So I I don't know. I mean, I'm 50-50 on this one. Yeah, I don't know. You want a bigger draw as the champion, and, like, Gresham just isn't that right now. Yeah, uh, like, exactly. I like him, but you know he's not. Yeah, you know, he's not the most well known. Like that's true. Exactly. But, but Tony, I would, I would love to see this match put him on the map. But Tony yeah, knows can, that I, Tony knows that he can get guys over, or he's enamored with his ability to get guys over. I'll say that. And uh, you know, but having, not so much in the main event slot. Maybe not. But this is also ROH, so it's not necessarily what he would see as the main event. And I could see him being a little bit more experimental. True. Having that, having him join that faction, also gives Claudio an out because to lose, you know, because yeah, he could true. get fucking dumped on by, you know, whatever the uh, <laughs> alters of pain rip off tag team or whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, honestly, Gates of it's agony. Yeah. Gates of, agony, Gates of agony, but like, honestly, like this is, this would be a crazy opportunity to like make, like, to help Gresham get some visibility and, how good he actually is because he's wrestling such a high profile wrestler but at the same time we've talked about how overdue it is for claudio castagnoli to be a main event guy and i feel like they're trying to push him and ride his momentum as fast as they can okay and this is a chance for him to not have to go through the fucking okay uh, but- you know the the stuff like like trying to build his record and going for the aw world championship and being in the main event scene and they obviously have different plans for that he's never been a world champion and they want him to be a world champion this is claudio's time Hundred percent, I'm telling you, I'm calling it right now. I'll, maybe I'll look stupid, but Claudio's winning the ROH World Championship this weekend. Take our, you know, like respect for the Ring of Honor Championship out of it. Being mm-hmm. Ring of Honor World Champion is not main event in 2022 on AEW no. TV. Not on maybe Agreed. not on AEW TV, but like. We don't necessarily know the plan for ROH. Like, I, I think Tony's yeah. still trying to figure that out if he can exactly. like, make it run as its it, own independent thing, or if, he if does, it's going to have to be this like deep integration with AEW. 
if he does, Claudio has momentum from coming into right. AEW, and he's a name, and he can carry the company well, on his back, and I that's a hundred percent what's that, happening. Yeah, but he well, may, also he may not it should, it, be men- it should be mentioned this was also the planned debut spot for Claudio. Uh, oh, was it? Ooh. Yeah, this was this was the plan was to put him in uh, for the ROH World Championship, but then like with the Danielson stuff happened, so he had to like be tucked in earlier ah i see so not only does he have momentum this uh, that that to me as i said like i think it's i think there's a chance gresham walks out champion like as i said like i'm like 75 25 but like i i, th- I think i'm definitely leaning towards claudia i am now too that you told me that because i can't see them like having him you know come in and lose even in an angle where he gets jumped by brian cage or something uh when the referee is distracted He's got he's got some homies that can help him out, anyways. Like, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's BCC, but Chris at the Hero. same, like, I don't. Chris Hero, oh my God, could you imagine if Chris Hero came in to save the day? Then Chris Hero oh, came out. Oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> but you know what? That could happen because, like you said, like you know, they're gonna wrestle, like they could wrestle the authors of pain rip off. Agony, All right, here's of here's my here's my prediction. So we don't know this, but Claudio has Chris Hero backstage just in case Gates of Agony or Brian Cage tries to interfere <laughs> in the match, right? <laughs> so that happens. The ref takes the bump. Gates of Agony and Brian Cage come out and start kicking the shit out of him. And Claudio starts yelling, Chris, Chris. Everybody's freaking out thinking Chris is coming, but nobody hits the ramp. Nobody hits the ramp. And then the camera goes backstage and Chris Hero is at the catering table eating a whole rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Okay, I, I, don't, I don't see. I don't, I don't know if I see that. Okay. Hold on, I mean, hold it's, on, it's, hold on. I, I cut out for you, a second. Did you say? Did you say Chris Hero gets caught eating a whole rotisserie chicken? Yes. Or, he, get, or yes. he gets, or he gets distracted by legit Layla eating a whole rotisserie chicken, and then asks if he can have some, and then now they're both they get eating into the rotisserie a rotisserie chicken. chicken eating contest. Dude, you are <laughs> you are stealing this man's gimmick, Joey. What the fuck? The the, the, <laughs> the legit Layla thing. That's that just what I expected from him. <laughs> It's yeah. just like when it, if Chris Jericho was here, he would say, "Legit, Layla is dead. She was bad, creative, and a stupid idea." <laughs> oh, my oh my god! <laughs> I I miss Layla already, honestly. Um, I do too, but I hear so, that there's been some sightings of her. But I'm uh, going to talk oh. about that next week because we already have too much to discuss. But. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't want to try to. All right, let's, that in. let's let's talk about Chris Jericho for a second. Uh, that's a good oh. opportunity to bring this up. So we've been critical about Chris Jericho and his little fucking uh, MAGA like uh, tendencies and things like that. This guy, okay, so tendencies. He has, his wife was <laughs> January sixth. His wife was was straight up at the fucking Capitol riots, and uh, Jericho is like. We've heard him. We've 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 caught him, or not caught him, but he's been on his show sucking the dick of uh, of Donald Trump Jr. and stuff DJ, like that. DJ. And you know, we like Chris Jericho as a talent, but as a person, we're not so sure. And uh, so he has he has a uh, governor, uh, Minnesota governor, or former Minnesota governor, governor That's Jesse the body, yeah, <laughs> Jesse the body Ventura on his show, and Jesse Ventura goes off on the Capitol riots. You know, again, Jericho's wife was there and just completely shuts down Jericho. He turns into like a little bitch. He turns into a little pussy when it when it comes to that. He goes in on it 
And, uh, and he doesn't Jericho he doesn't like call out Jericho directly, but he's just like he's like you don't want to can't forgive about this modern GOP. Like you know they had like people with Confederate flags there. Like these people should be prosecuted. Like just he, all on like how awful these people were. Said, and Chris is basically like, said, sure, definitely. Yeah, he's be- he 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 basically said that he would have killed somebody carrying the Confederate yeah. flag <laughs> in in there. He basically so said he would have murdered him. him. Yeah, he said they wouldn't. He goes, I wonder if they'd be breathing if I was there. And 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 um, Jericho's like, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. And like, holy shit, dude! I've never seen somebody like wither up so fast. Yeah, he goes this, like because, full like because like I mean we're talking about how you you know suck the dick of like DJ TJ on like the podcast, but like here it's like he's just kind of like being a yes man, like it's just like oh, yeah, mm-hmm. like just like you can tell he doesn't really agree, but he's just like this guy is just like eviscerated my worldview. Oh yeah, my straight up, and oh, like so, like dude, oh, so he had satisfying. no no rebuttal. He didn't like interject and say like, "Well, well, you know, Trump actually won or anything like that or like nothing. Nothing. He had nothing to say. I what a fucking pussy. Like this was just absolutely fucking insane. I was dying, dying laughing. I had to listen to it like 3 times. It's so good. It was pretty good. Yeah, go Jesse Body Ventura. Dude, yeah, he just I already I I liked him, but I had some questions about him and this put him over. Yeah. Like he's babyface to me yeah. now. Wow. I love this so much, yeah. man. Because I yeah. fucking hate this. I mean, I listen like listen to that like, clip that's floating out there, and that shit will make you a sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. Fuck, man. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because you know we talk about separating the art from the artist and stuff, and I can do that with Jericho because I mean I think he is brilliant. Or you know, obviously he's had some misses, but overall, like I think he's a brilliant wrestler and. He's yeah. had a great career, and I still look forward to seeing He's him. The, and I look the king of reinvention. Nobody can reinvent him, themselves the way he does. Oh, Madonna. <clears throat> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the fucking barbed wire everywhere match on Dynamite yeah. this week. But um, yeah, but I, I, as a person, like fuck, man, I, I, I lost a lot of respect for him during that Trump Jr. interview, man, because that was like it was just total bullshit. Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't have even cared as much if, if he didn't come on with a disclaimer talking about his journalistic integrity and a lot of people had problems, but <laughs> as a journalist, like he felt like he had the opportunity to do this and he couldn't pass it up. And then it just goes on to this like back slapping conversation, which turns into like Jericho just fucking with, uh, Trump Jr.'s balls in his mouth. It just, it was fucking just disgusting, man. Whatever, wherever you stand politically, like that wasn't a fucking, that wasn't a fucking fair and balanced interview. Or maybe it was quote <laughs> yeah. unquote fair and balanced in quotations. So yeah, that was that's funny. We just wanted to bring that up. Um <laughs> I you need to go people need to go and listen yeah. to that. It's just it's too funny. It's it too funny. funny. Then uh our last bit of news this week is uh some WWE news. They plan on moving they're finally ending the PG era, the much derided PG era, and moving to TV fourteen. Yeah, so people are like have been saying that they that PG has been the problem with WWE for a long time, and uh, let us make this perfectly clear: it has it was it's not the problem. Like bad booking is the problem. You can book around, you know, TV fourteen and still do edgy, realistic things and. Well, the thing is, you know, too, it, like, the PG, that didn't necessarily have to apply to pay-per-views. 
That's true. Yeah, that too. Yeah. What this, this is, means, yeah, so. all this means is fucking more titties. More titties, <sighs> more shits. More, more, With more the current like, allegations, speed. man, that's like yeah. horrible. Though I did notice, uh, speaking of the current allegations, I noticed uh, our, our, our main man, Gable Stevenson. <laughs> Wait, more been, titties? I guess we're going to have to watch WWE now. <laughs> you Just said kidding. Gable Stevenson what now? Has no, been nowhere to be seen. <laughs> Is he still what? training and making like maybe? But like, I was just thinking about that. I mean, I'm like, they definitely can't afford to debut him anytime soon. Dude, there's that. That's there's true, that. But there's I don't know if like they a, realize that or care. I'm a big fan of those like um, wrestling shit post videos, like like Botchamania and stuff like that. And then there's this guy out there. I think his name's like Promo Joe or something yeah. like that. So shout out to him. He makes some pretty funny ones that I watch like weekly. And um, there was the one where uh, they had brought out Gable Stevenson, and they used the <laughs> yeah. clip. Of, they used the clip of Vincent Man going, "Come on out here, you rapist!" And then it shows, and then it shows his entrance. And so, and it he did that. He did that after the Wall Street Journal yeah. one for Vince too. Yeah, he did that one for Vince, and it, it's Vince going, "Come on out here, you rapist!" And then it's Vincent Man coming out. Dude, like, <laughs> wasn't it him as like the ECW champion with like the do rag and whatnot? No, I think it was. I think when he said that, it has him come out um it straight up had the most recent one where he came out on smackdown oh yeah yeah, yeah. Right. and people like fucking bowing to him and stuff like that <laughs> and he's like all happy and everything <laughs> fucking brilliant use of that clip <laughs> well and you know some of it it's not just the booking that i have an issue with, with uh wwe like you know i was i finally I got around to watching that uh awful nxt match from last week the uh lash legend versus uh, indy hartwell match which lived up to the uh the hype of it being like a negative star match but like my le- the I didn't necessarily have as much of a problem with the match as I did with like just everything around it. Like NXT 2.0, just like all of the like psychedelic graphics, like constantly just flashing. It's it's like impossible to pay attention to yeah. probably even like the best match and the commentary. Holy oh my fuck. god! So I heard we had heard how bad this match was, and people were you know I guess Meltzer gave it negative stars and stuff. And it was pretty bad. I don't know if it was as bad as like he was saying, but it was pretty fucking bad. There's like the hilarious spot. The funniest part where, <laughs> where she, when she tied her up and it was so convoluted and uh, Lash Legend uh, held up Indy Hartwell like backwards and sideways. And then she was supposed to be hitting her head on like the ropes. But it's like her it, hair's like lightly touching. Yeah. And it's so fucking funny looking because you know what it's supposed to be. And it wasn't even close and I was just, I was dying. I had to rewind that part. It was so funny. I mean, I, the only and, thing uh, I saw, because I was clicking through it, and I went to the finish, which was, you know, she fucking oh, yeah. slips real The I springboard? Mean, yeah, springboard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. the springboard, was, it was funny, but, like, that's, it like, happens. a fun, that's kind that of, that happens, happens, but it just, no. I mean, it was at the finish, yeah. and that fucking, like, you know, put an yeah. emphasis on it. The, the but the fun the funniest part was the part where she tried to hit her head back and forth on the ropes. It's so, I you need to see that, Dave. It's so funny. But like on this, at the same time, what's even worse than the match itself? I I hadn't watched NXT in a very long time, and I'm sitting there watching it, and the fucking commentators won't shut the fuck up. It's, it's complete not, white noise. Yeah, they're not. They're they're literally like constantly talking. There's no pauses in between what they're saying, and they're t- they're just telling like lame stories. They're not talking about the match at all. The match is going on behind them. Were they like? like Indy we used to work with this guy named Christian. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, Indy Hartwell. Like, I, I don't remember which one it was, but one. Of I them did find it other. funny when she came out. And like, Indy Hartwell, relative veteran. 
in the NXT yeah. locker room. I thought that Relative was pretty funny. veteran. <laughs> and, like, but, like, they, uh... They were, like, talking, were t- like, oh, she's really strong, kind of like Rhea yeah. Ripley, former NXT superstar, now Raw superstar, and, like, just... It's like, well, like, they, well, there's nothing. Like, they're telling stories. The they're telling really, like, like useless stories. But, like, I don't remember which one it was. But one of them ran up and hit the other one from behind, like a, like a sneak attack. And hit her kind of hard. It was, like, one of the only good-looking things in the match. And none of them said a word about it. None of them said, like, oh, cheap shot from so-and-so. Like, they didn't say a word about it. They just kept That's, droning on. It's not the totally most fair. They did call one spot. That one spot you were talking about with the, the rope thing. They did refer oh. to it as innovative offense. <laughs> okay, it's the one fucking spot that they fucking called. <laughs> but legit, the fucking the, the commentary was legitimately the worst part of this entire match. It is so bad, and it's so far gone from anything good that I just don't get how they give you. I don't get it. I don't get. I, how I was wondering like, about the crowd. I was looking at the crowd. I'm like, who are these people? And are they are they doing like half live crowd and half virtual crowd? Or what is that? Fuck. What is this shit up? You know. On the I don't back know. Wall? That's. The back wall. That's just like the like the the logo running. Yeah, and 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 gone are the like, like. It's hard to fucking like discern. Remember they had like some smart fans and stuff, and like. Yeah, I think they're gone. Yeah, good crowd reactions. <laughs> they're gone. The fucking crowd sounds fucking completely silent. It's so fucking dead. Like I don't even know like what they're trying to accomplish anymore. They must it's just so be bad. opening the doors, and I think they're at. Are they still at that full sale university, or did they move? Like beg, go into yeah, the student just, union and beg people to come yeah. to the show. I, they're not yeah. at full sale right now. There was a story okay. that they're possibly not? Okay. going to return. Okay, gotcha. I see. Well, okay. either way, nobody gives a shit. And this is—I'm telling you—this is like it's so far gone to anything that would be would be considered good commentary or anything. It's just. It's just so unrecognizable and this isn't from even, pro wrestling. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but this isn't even like I think it's just the main roster. Like Vince is constantly in your ear, right? Mm-hmm. So like, there's no excuse for like other than just like you suck at your job for it to be like this. Is he? Uh, is is Vince? Does Vince help produce that show? I thought I, he wasn't involved. Yeah, I, I was under the impression he wasn't. Like I know, like the main roster, he is, but I don't yeah. think he's like. So I think these people he's a bit more oversight, but I don't think he's. You know, so, in your so ear these the people, yeah. So these people are going off of basically what they've learned in WWE on how to do commentary, and it's so bad. And one of them is, uh, one of them is a former wrestler. Oh Wade my Barrett. god, isn't, yeah, Wade Barrett, and he was really good. But like, what happened to him? Is he just not going to wrestle anymore? They like I mean, yeah, released him, and he's really just like bad injuries. And I think he, he was. Just is playing. that what it was? Yeah. He was constantly and man, injured. And he, he has he has a good voice, but they have him doing like. The worst commentary ever. Is it's he at so least bad. working heel? Like, he's like the heel no. commentator. He's not. No, I don't no, think so. I, no, not at all. He's no. He is absolutely not, which is crazy. Mm. Well, yeah, we've given them more time than they deserve. Yeah, we really have. Yeah. So those. That's all the crazy ass news and happenings in the in the world of professional wrestling this week. Uh, so let's talk. Let's let's do this. Uh, we'll go through this pretty quick. Um, We'll talk about some of the G1, and we'll talk about the AEW shows, and uh, and we'll talk about some stuff here at the end, and then yeah, and it should be a solid episode. Yeah. So should we start with AEW or the G1? Let's do the G1 first. What do you think, Dave? Well, that's fine. Yeah, I did not see this week that I had creeping up on me with work and just family stuff and shit to be done around the house, and I had just shamefully after being so excited about the G1. Have not turned it on yet. I've not had a chance to turn it on yet. So I've got some binge. Wild. I've got some binge watching to do, but 
since it's early rounds, I know we're going to talk about it and I'm going to get spoiled. So uh, I'll just kind of act as, like I said, the fucking like voice of the audience out there. Yeah, and it's it's kind of weird that you mentioned that because like obviously you have like an excuse to like not watch it, but like it feels like the mm. buzz is definitely lower this year mm. than in years past, unfortunately. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll talk. Which about is crazy. This match, the shows, the shows were really good. I will say that the shows are good and they're worth watching. We did not watch um, the undercard. We did uh, not watch <laughs> the undercard though. Yeah, it's too much. It's just too much. There's too much. There's there's twenty days of this. There's lots of wrestling going on. We watch our regular AEW shows. We watch. We're watching. You know, the Ric Flair, we're going to watch the Ric Flair stuff. We're going to watch the ROH pay-per-view. There's just so much wrestling, which is great. But, you know, we only have yeah. so much time and we're only human. And, and I mean, I'll be honest, like, New Japan Undercard is just so dull half the time. It's just like, oh, here's the intrigue of, like, yeah. this person's facing this other guy in the G1 and he pinned him. Will that happen in the final? Who knows? Like, I don't yeah, care. Like, let me just, I'll, yeah, just, I'll just wait to see it. Each like, other. <laughs> They just start. There's like the wrestlers start slapping each other at the end to try to build. Yeah. That's the hype that they build. But you know, the <laughs> New Japan stories are best told in the ring, and uh, the you could get a little only bit sometimes. Maybe. <laughs> if you're if you're really into it, um, if you're really into it, like you know, you'll you might get something out of these these uh these prelim matches. Like if you have the time, you know, they're not horrible to watch. But they're definitely not. If you don't have a lot of time, don't watch them. Just skip yeah. through the, to the main shows. You'll watch about an hour and a half of wrestling. And, uh, At best, what they do is offer previews for the upcoming matches. So if you're stoked, yeah. you know, to see, you know, yeah. Osprey and whoever, like they will have, they will be in a tag match against yeah. each other prior right. to that. Yeah, as like a preview, yeah. and they're fine matches. They're not anything special. They're not like it's whatever. It so can get you a little hyped matches. up for it, and that's all. But if yeah. you're already hyped up for it, and you don't need to be hyped up even more, like you don't need to see them mm-hmm. doing 45 seconds of shit if you're already hyped With up that- for it, right? With that said, towards the end of the G1 are when the stories really start to like have their payoffs. So then it might be worth watching because they'll do some like angles or something during that time. And you should definitely watch the finals uh, prelim matches. Like those are okay. going to have some angles as well. So that's usually how it goes. Well, but yeah, at ones, the finals, it's, it's, it. it's a lot of people who've been like mathematically eliminated or were straight up that eliminated. Too. So yeah, like they've, you know, yeah. this sets up what they'll be in the future. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and uh, I mean, that's when we saw like Shibata return and like yeah. all sorts of stuff. So they're, it's definitely worth watching. But during these first parts, you know, we'll keep you updated and, and, and let you know uh, what we see and what we think. And um, yeah, let's let's get yeah, started. So, so yeah, right so off the, the bat, the story of these pick pick of the uh, G1 is that our pickings have been wrecked. Uh, yeah, we open like, up with Aaron Hanare <laughs> defeating our, Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> our pickums got fucked. On these first, you know, nights. Tana, Tana I, I could see that. Like Tana is the type of guy who would be like, "Yo, I'm gonna be the guy to put put you over and give you legitimacy at the beginning of this tournament." And while that wouldn't yeah. have been a safe pick, it totally makes sense now that it I'm does. That. Well, it's funny because I remember when we were talking about the whole like interim AW championship thing, and I was like, "Well, you can't have Tanahashi winning if like Aaron Hanare is gonna play spoiler to him." But I just had no faith that he would actually play spoiler to him when doing the pickums. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no reason to have picked that. It wouldn't have been a safe pick, but it does make sense. So yeah, so I, I like uh, yeah, I definitely had Tanahashi winning on that. It's holy shit, but I was shocked. And and, and, and to their credit, the match wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good. It was like, okay. I, I, Aaron, it wasn't must watch, but it was pretty decent. It was. It's not must watch, but is Aaron Hanari's best match yet? 
and uh, at least what from what I've seen. And uh, it wasn't a bad match, but and it was absolutely shocking to me when he. I like you're right. It makes sense, but it was still shocking. When you were watching and, the match, it wasn't that shocking because like Kana barely got any offense, and he see, had like see, one that, brief yeah, hope spot. That kind of that's the thing that that makes it a little bit more shocking because normally when matches play out like that, when it's so one sided, especially mm-hmm. when you know you you're pretty sure you know the winner and and the person who you were like oh yeah hanari's taking the pin is getting all the offense you just know that tana's gonna roll him up or something and escape with the win you know whatever like it almost never plays out where a guy gets his ass beat and then and then also pinned you know when it's like you have such an underdog and such a, a favorite and that is why new japan is oftentimes as like it seems predictable it it really isn't mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they always throw something in there to keep you off balance in terms of your expectations and that's what i really appreciate about and i'm i'm assuming like i'm still used to give the credit to gato but gato and and friends we'll say that's actually a, a newspaper comic strip i'm pitching to king syndicate <laughs> gato <laughs> and friends yeah oh, but the guy i pitched yeah. it to was like he thought it was like about um, a man made of Play-Doh who's who's gay. I was like, no, 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 it's G-E-D-O. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not like the uh, woke. It's not like the woke Gumby. It's a woke Pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy. Woke Gumby. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's man. like it's like it's like a uh, it's like dude. I just Pillsbury's fucking pitched. Woke. I just fucking pitched a fucking woke Gumby strip called Gado. <laughs> I don't know how woke that actually is. It's gonna make me seem like a well, fucking. I don't think it's it's a no. It's it's a it, what it is. It's 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 the Pillsbury. It's Pillsbury's like uh, like Twitter like like um, oh, woke yeah. campaign yeah, during yeah, yeah. during Pride during Month. Pride Month. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> they start selling Gato and like the you know the Pillsbury Doughboys yeah, all rainbow and everything. Pils- Pillsbury fucking gets over in the gay community. so i think we've exhausted the discussion on this match yeah Um, yeah yeah absolutely this our pickups are fucked uh hinari has beaten hiroshi fucking tanahashi it's not the last time our pickups get fucked either um next up i think this was the best match of night one will osprey uh defeats el fantasmo oh yeah this match fucking ruled this was awesome i want to watch this so bad the finish is like I won't spoil the finish. The finish is super fucking good. Yeah, um, they had like insane sequence. They 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 uh, they really did a good job of keeping El Fantasmo like on the same level as Osprey, and uh, I bought it. And the match was fantastic. Yeah, it's did, like a super fast paced, just really great match. We did get apparently this one their record. Right. Yeah. yeah. Their 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 uh, record going into this apparently was three two. So these people they've been going okay. back and forth in wins for a long time. Oh shit! I didn't realize. And that. I always felt like I've been saying it. I always feel like Elfantasmo is like the fucking like uh, other side of the coin of coin corn. Other side of the coin of Will Osprey. Hmm. It's like two sides of the same coin kind of thing. Did you go? <laughs> did you go back and watch like uh, Chris Charlton having to read his his uh, promo? I haven't yet. Oh no! Oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Explain that. Well, like, um, well, remember he 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 wrote like um, his he thing has, like, on a really Twitter. Profane promo. Uh, yeah, and like where he's just, and like a lot of it's just like you know stroking his Cause he, ego. Because he and yeah he couldn't be he couldn't be at the press conference, so he wrote his promo out on Twitter, and then Chris Charlton had to read it word for word. 
oh in front of everybody during the press conference oh my god it's pretty it's it's you need to watch that that footage it's really good um okay yeah continue uh we then had jay white defeated sonata Uh, i thought this was a pretty decent match i don't really have a whole lot of thoughts about it it was kind of i mean this was the one that i think we all pretty safely predicted and no real upset here wait it was sonata versus who jay white jay white it's right yeah okay but i mean sonata is in the spot where he could have beat jay white and set up he could have been one of his you know um challengers the match was good the match was really good the match was really good too so the shows were good competitive yeah yeah um yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really have a whole lot to say about it. It was, it was a good match. Um, I think it was um, probably the third best match on the show. I put it over the Aaron Hanari one. Uh, I think the Will and El Phantasma one's my favorite. And then we had the main event where Okada beat Jeff Cobb. I thought this was Cobb's fucking win. I thought this yeah. was the one. With I mean, that they, said, they did a lot to kind of get him ever. over. Like, he came yeah. close. He basically did all of okada's moves yeah i thought this was the one they still are doing the story where he keeps getting closer and closer and closer because he came closer than ever i just thought that this was it and it was not so my fucking pick him got fucked but the match this match was awesome oh my god dude they fucking work so well together that was really good um definitely jeff cobb has gotten yeah jeff cobb has gotten so much better since his first G1. Holy shit. I didn't buy it that they were ready to put him over Okada, though. You didn't? Yeah, fair enough. Did you put Okada yeah. for your pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. you're probably, at, you might be ahead of us then. Well, you get a little upset on the next show. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, night two, uh, we open up. I, I'm, this was, I think, uh, Dave and I, we talked about this as like a sleeper pick. Uh, Taichi defeated Tomohiro Ishii. In, mm. I thought this was a spectacular match. This might have been my favorite match on night two. I knew that. It was yeah, I knew this really was, yeah, fucking this good. Was be good. I can't remember who yeah. I put over. I think I actually put over Taiichi, but okay. Fuck, I, you know. Um, if you did, then you would have guessed right. So yeah, I, I went with uh, Ishii on this one, but you know what? This match too. was really good. Uh, this was. I, they didn't really tell a story about like the injury or anything. Okay. Um, I don't think commentary even put it over. Okay, so maybe it wasn't all that serious, and it doesn't sound like they're going to uh, use that as an excuse for Ishii this year. And why would you? Because uninjured in every other fucking G1, he hasn't been able to win a block. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's, it's got four blocks now. He can't win a block. Just let him win a block. Let him win a block. Yeah. Let him win. Let him win. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, this one I definitely go out of your way to watch. Do this. the this do the good. Ishii please let me win Gato voice do right now. <laughs> I can't. Ishii talks so little. That's that, why he that's, talks that's a why lot he, this match. In, in, that's why in you the, should just the do the ring, normal. He does voice. most of his fucking yelling and fucking talking, like in the ring. Yeah, but he he could still do the fucking please voice. <laughs> you do it. I've got contractors. Me? Yeah, I've got contractors like, over here. I don't want them to think. Oh, I'm good excuse, bro. You yeah. can't. Be, you can't just <laughs> be like. You just can't be like. 
please, please, Gato, please, please let me win, G1. Please, please, please. I'll pay you lots of money. Please. <laughs> you please, money. Ga- please, Gato. I just want to do the brain buster Ima- on everybody. Imagine, if, like, <laughs> imagine like, like the day like Ishii finally gets his big break and like the storyline is that he like bribed his way to the top. Yeah, he <laughs> bribed like, his way to the top and he's like, <laughs> and it just shows, it shows backstage footage of him going, please, Gato, please, please, Gato. I'm 141. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the stone pit bull, tough and hard. Please, Gato, please, you know. <laughs> um, well, next up, uh, this is where Davies Pickens get a little fucked. Toriano humiliates Jonah. <laughs> oh my god, I was like, no, nah, Jonah's gonna have a fucking. They don't want him to get humiliated this... in the opening match. I don't want to say it sucked, but like, this was not good. <laughs> How long did it go? Nine minutes. Uh, Jonah okay. just like, it's like a squash match. He's not like doing anything interesting though. He's just like squeezing Yano, like, occasionally, like, th- throwing him with a move but like not it's not interesting then it goes to the outside he's like carrying yano and like then like his goon i don't even know who it was commentary or anything mentioned it goes in and yano like escapes like i think it was like a fireman's carry low blows the goon and jonah in like one move and then runs back to the ring and jonah gets counted out yeah, like yeah, he 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 low blows, but the fr- like his fist, his actual fist hits Jonah's dick. Yeah, and <laughs> that's dude. You, you thought they wouldn't fucking uh, bring down Jonah? I don't know who I had for this fucking pick. I thought I had Yano. Yeah, I, I knew. Yano. I fucking knew. Three years in a row, Yano's fucked my pickums, and I was not gonna go against Yano this time. And I'm I, glad. I, I didn't. think this is like a case where you could have maybe swapped match orders, like. I, Put Jonah against someone who like is gonna better showcase him if you actually like mm-hmm. care to elevate him and have Yano like beat Fale. I mean that's his next match. Like I think. I mean so, like, he's just... gonna fuck your pick somewhere. Yeah. So. But yeah, you, this is. You, this I don't is know. Nothing. Yeah, Joey, you may have escaped it by picking this one. I have absolutely, dude. I'm not going against Yano early in the tournament. Ever I'm just saying, you may life. have escaped. You may have escaped the fucking Yano syndrome. If you got this one right, this may be. This may be just the one. Who knows? This is my year. This is my actually. You know, I, 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 won, our, won, most I won last year. I won our pickums last year. Okay, I I guess the fucking the, I guess the winner. Everything for like the last two years. So I am not losing. I'm gonna win by a landslide this time. All right. Well, that's we'll what's see. happening. Uh, next up, we had ZSJ defeating Kenta. Uh, this was a great match as well. Uh, definitely go out of your way to see it. Uh, the finish is kind of... It's kind of what you'd expect out of like a ZSJ match where there's like a reversal, but like um, Kenta's like has the upper hand, tries to humiliate ZSJ with a submission move, but ZSJ reverses it into his own and wins. This was this was really cool, very story heavy. Yeah, uh, this match was, and it was it was great. It was very hard hitting, and K- they wanted to fucking embarrass each other. Mm-hmm. And Kenta kept slapping the shit out of ZSJ, and Kenta had control most of the the uh, latter part of the match. Yeah, and he kept like giving up. Like he hit him with the go to sleep. He hit him with like everything, and he kept pulling ZSJ up by the hair and like not wanting to pin him. And it bit him in the ass is the story that they told. Yeah. But like Kenta was completely dominant and cared more about hurting ZSJ than he did uh, winning the match, which is what cost him the match, which is great story. Yeah. This match rolled too. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, dude. I, I really wanted to fucking see this one, man. I would go out of your way to see it. It's definitely really yeah. good. Yeah. These two, these first two shows were fantastic. These They were awesome. Yeah. 
the last match, uh, Juice Robinson uh, defeats Shingo. This was pretty good, but the finish was kind of... Yeah, like it was yeah it felt really flat the, the match was good it, it, it felt real flat yeah even like commentary was kind of like oh it looks like he's going for uh pulp friction like his finisher move it's like oh but he doesn't quite get it and then the match just ends and i was like oh okay like, yeah yeah it's weird <laughs> got enough but, of it but juice with that said juice won and he still got over because he cut an awesome promo after the after it and he also cut an awesome promo backstage and uh, they're clearly trying to build juice for something, and obviously he's still, you know, he's still carrying around that belt, and he's still gonna have yeah, that feud with Osprey. Kind of, part of me wonders if he's coming back a little too soon. Like he did mm-hmm. seem, at least a little the later part of the match, he seemed really gassed. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was very weird. Um, it was also not, weird too, because like the commentary, like, and I assume it's just because he's a heel, but they kind of question if he actually had appendicitis. Yeah, Which I'm like, I'm like, this is, I'm like, they're, they're not, like, working it. Like, they're not going to, like, be like, oh, yeah, like, you're also going to, like, work, put on, like, a half-ass performance in the later match to sell your appendicitis. That That's a work. Like, I mean, no. That's, yeah, they were, they were, they were, yeah, they were just, like, talking shit about, like, how he fucking lied about his appendicitis and stuff. Show your scar, Juice, if you really had it. <laughs> show your scar. Show, show you scar. Would you have a scar from that? From a, yeah, from a getting an yeah, appendectomy. Yeah, it'd be in sure. your side. Absolutely, I got one. Huh? I got one, buddy. I'll sh- I'll no. post it on the yeah. on the Discord. God, yo, do you take your PhD back to the fucking store? I don't yeah, have an MD. Take that dude. shit. Yeah, take that shit back. Yeah, You're not an MD. Yeah, dude, take that shit back. Fucking stuff it back in that Cracker Jack box. <laughs> so um, I got fucked on this one though too because I picked uh, I picked Shingo for this Same. and yeah. So I, I think but, my picks are 50-50 right now. Big win for Juice, though. Yeah. We'll see where this goes. So that's the G1 for the first two nights. Uh, pretty good shows. Uh, definitely, you know, I, I, w- I wouldn't, you don't need to check out every match, but I'd definitely check out the highlights. Yeah. I'll, night three was last was this morning, and uh, I'll probably watch um, probably tonight or tomorrow or something. So Okay. Yeah. We'll have more to report on soon. Moving on, we'll start with AEW Dynamite from July 13th. Uh, this is the first of the Fortnite Fighter Fest event. A Fighter Fest event. Uh, we open up with Orange Cassidy versus Wardlow for the TNT Championship in a truly bizarre match. Mm-hmm. Uh, they open. They, they did the thing where they had like the promos backstage during the entrances um, that they like kind of done a couple times. But uh, Chuck Taylor says that they got their manager license and. Then him and Trent talk about how they're going to cheat a lot in this match. <laughs> Very babyface. Um, yeah. yeah, and then they uh, they quickly get ejected for cheating. They bring out a fucking chainsaw of all things. Have we seen uh, a chainsaw since Mox pulled it out uh, in his no, uh, Brock Lesnar match? Uh, no. The <laughs> out, remember that? <laughs> no, it was so over the top. <laughs> Oh my god! Can I uh, can I take a can I take a like a like a nah. thirty second break? Nah, keep going, bro. Go Just pull your teeth. <laughs> be really bad. I'll be right back. All right, bud. Thirty seconds, man. That'd are you even impressive. Are you even gonna wipe your dick? <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping this part in. So I'm Joey doesn't wash his hands. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah, best friends get ejected the minute the chainsaw comes out, and. Uh, Eventually, uh, this was a, a fun match. Uh, Wardlow wins. Uh, he takes every move from Orange Cassidy. He takes the stun dog millionaire, takes the orange punch, takes the beach break, still kicks out, hits him with one power bomb, and wins. 
See, it's funny because the way this match played out with Orange getting a lot in is kind of how I expected um, the MJF match to go, albeit like with some like dirty sure. tactics from yeah. MJF. Yeah. And like, I think what this was fun, but it just dragged on a bit because eventually, like, Orange wasn't really putting enough. Early on, he was like selling that he's got to put all of his body weight into like a push or something to get Wardlow yeah. to move into the I turnbuckle. Mean, but toward the end of oh, the there match, there was one spot uh, in there. There was a Hurricane Rana, and then like Wardlow like cartwheeled out of it. Um, yeah, I mean, to, like, it looked you know, standing out of the feet. Yeah, yeah. But it was funny because it reminded me there was a spot the with Jonah. Uh, one? Jonah, yep, Jonah, and uh, what was his name in NXT? But it he was, had the uh, match against Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano. Did, <laughs> that match, I can't remember what Jonah's NXT name was, but uh, oh my god, Big I just remember that spot. I just remember that spot, and it was so fucking awful. In that match. Oh yeah, it looked horrible, but this looked amazing. Yeah, yeah it, it, looked, all, it, it looked really but, smooth. One thing I didn't like, you know, I like Orange Cassidy just fine, but it's so weird. Like, I just don't think that he should be as competitive with somebody like Wardlow as like MJF should be. And it was kind of backwards, and you know, or even Scorpio Sky as champion, he worked that hard to get to the point where he was champion, and then got squashed real hard. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's weird. You know, it, he, he yeah, shouldn't be weird. yeah i'm okay and i'm okay with i'm okay with this like orange like you know being crafty and getting some stuff in i just mm-hmm. think it went on too long and toward the end he was his effort uh, i mean it's part of the gimmick right but wardlow shouldn't sell but like his effort level like i was saying early on he was putting his whole body into stuff and then later like when he's pushing him into like the post he's not and wardlow is you know it just looks like he's running into it himself like you know of course we've seen that but it was just extra yeah. pronounced in this case. Mm-hmm. I mean, you um, generally want your want the like he was trying to. And to be honest, that was Wardlow working hard. It's mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy's fault for not making yes. it look yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because yeah. you always you always want to like take your own bump for things like this. Yeah, and his back and, yeah, is yeah, turned. Was, and his back is turned. Like he doesn't know yeah. what Orange is doing. But I'm yeah but because Orange is like you know not putting enough into it. It doesn't justify the sell. But yeah, Wardlow's mm-hmm. not at fault for that. Of course, we did mm. get some goofy stuff with the pockets and the straps and stuff. And yeah, just yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, the that spot where the he puts his straps back up on him at, at the mm-hmm. store is pretty funny. And I and yeah. like I said, I liked it. I just it was a fun kind of summer match. The crowd was was super into it. And yeah, uh, yeah I think um, I think it was a good opener. Like it reminded me of like a like, uh, you know, like a early to mid 90s like wwf type opener with some goofy stuff it, it was it was fun sure yeah it was a fun match i agree uh, but whatever get, <laughs> yeah we get a quick video recap of Pac versus uh, shota umino that was on dark uh, i have not watched that yet but uh, me neither i've been meaning to go back and watch it for sure yeah but i like that they did this they also did it with the um thunder rosa and uh, miyu yamashita match um, where they showed, you know, the finish and whatnot. Um, Which Mio fucking won that match. So she has a title match. Yeah. Uh, she's entitled to a title match. We then get a Chris Jericho promo. He talks about how Eddie is a shitty friend and that, uh, such a shitty friend that it's a curse that's worse than anything Dan Housen could conjure up. Uh, says that he knows why Eddie wants a, uh, barbed wire match. That's because he's a mark for, um, who all did he say? Terry uh, Funk and Terry Sabu. Funk, on- Onita, um, Sabu, yeah. And then uh, he says that the Rainmaker, or the Painmaker, sorry, will be accepting his challenge uh, as the final fight in their saga. 
the crowd so, really didn't pop for the pain maker like I think he was hoping. Yeah, nobody cares about You can tell maker. a lot of his like gimmick things, like his whole like wizard thing, he tries so hard to get that over and no one gives a fuck. <laughs> and well to be fair, I mean that's what you should do. You know, you should try yeah. really hard and do your best and try to make the most out of whatever you have, and that's a good quality to have. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, straight up. But whatever. When it doesn't I mean, work, least... it comes across as like a little embarrassing. The last time we saw him bust out the painmaker was against Nick Gage, yep. and uh, well, the times before that were in New Japan. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever, cool. If, if this means we're gonna get like an interest, more interesting, like violent match and a less silly Chris Jericho, then I'm all about it. Yeah. And then Eddie cuts his little thing afterwards. He's with Ruby and Ortiz, and says that you know, look what you did to them. And he said that you know, bring his most violent persona. He's going to. Uh, it won't, still won't be enough to beat him. I did think on it kind of funny where he's like, look what you did to Ortiz. And like, Ortiz, like, his hair is like mostly grown back. Yeah, it's like not bad. Like, it just looks like a haircut. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like, look what you did to him. He's bald. It's like, uh, <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> we then had Kanosuke Takeshita versus John Moxie for the AEW Interim Championship Eliminator match. This uh, match fucking rules. This was fucking awesome. It did, but yeah. I think they t- had a little trouble kind of getting their chemistry down in like the first 10 minutes. I, I definitely thought the Eddie Kingston match was better, but this was still fucking great. I mean, this also has like my insanely high expectations to measure up to, which isn't fair. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Mox has been on a roll. I know we talked about that a little bit. Joey was mm-hmm. questioned that a little bit, but I think he's really been on a roll. And, um, Takeshita is my favorite current wrestler. So, I mean, this was like, I mean, my fucking like expectations were really high. And the first 10 minutes was a little disappointing. I thought some of the stuff looked a little soft and they just kind of kept going back to like the trade forearms well a little bit too often Mm -hmm. and looked a little bit lost. And the forearms didn't look particularly deadly and it didn't really look like they were challenging each other. It was almost just like a stopgap. Um, but then when it fucking ignited, it didn't fucking. I think like once like yeah. uh, Takeshita got some blood, that mm-hmm. was. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's yeah. that was like the turning point. I think you're right. Yeah. I yeah, right. I can agree with that. But from um, then on, yeah, I mean, I would fucking was badass. Yeah. So I'm not saying that we should watch or review it, but apparently, AW Dark and Dark Elevation have been worth watching as of late. Obviously, they put those uh, the Pac match on there, and they put the Thunder Rosa match on there. <laughs> But I saw like they're using some guys. They're using Takeshita was on there this week in a match, mm. and he got a win. And he like cut this promo where he vows to get a big win on Dynamite for his Japanese fans. And uh, okay. so we're, I guess we're gonna see him again, hopefully soon. And uh, what about his American but, fans? Fuck him. Well, I don't know. No, I mean, no win know, for he, us. <laughs> he just he just really wants. To, I mean, that's the promo. So I know he uh, awesome. he he. You know, that would be cool, but uh, also, also, like, Danhausen's having matches on Dark, and he had a match with... I haven't watched the match, but Jake he had a something. match with Jake something on fucking Dark. And I'm like, they're using Jake something, and he's good. That guy is real good. And that's weird that they're just putting him on Dark. I assume that he jobbed Danhausen, but... Um, which is insane. But, God, they got this guy, and they're not gonna do something with him right away? It's crazy. Oh, there, there was, uh, in the, the Takeshita match, there was, they f- flashed this, like, lady in the crowd after he was, like, getting the, just ass handed to him, and she just had, like, the most, like, concerned look on her face I've ever seen a <laughs> fan have. <laughs> just total mark-out moment. Uh, but it was good. Um, I also noticed they they started calling the, um, uh, Mox's, uh, 
not the paradigm shift proper, but like the one that's more elevated. They started calling it the Death yeah, Rider. the Death Rider. Finally, it's about time. Yeah, which I mean, Jesus. that's what it was called in Japan, but I guess you know, yeah. they're officially just like, yeah, it's so better they... than elevated paradigm shift. Yeah, yeah. awesome. <laughs> we then had a House of Black promo on Darby. I I just wrote that it was spooky, <laughs> and left it at that. Then we get the Christian Cage promo. Oh my god, I fucking love this. So he talks about how he doesn't like the varsity blondes makes fun of pillman's mullet and says that you know he's like jungle boy and that he had a father <laughs> um says but unlike jungle boy your father is like a legend in the business but that's in other people's minds i always thought he was average at best oh my god <laughs> he wasn't a legend to him you know he's not a multi-time world champion like i've been um it does that but he does know that brian pillman would be appalled that his final contribution to the business would be junior <laughs> And then uh, Griff, uh, he just said that, you know, he looks like Jungle Boy. I fucking hate that. And sends out Luchasaurus to kill him. Um, that was clearly, like, a BTE reference because they have uh, they had the whole, like, yeah, like he does... the Dark Order recruiting him. And Apparently this triggered Luchasaurus for some reason. So we're still not yeah. really sure how he corrupted Luchasaurus, I guess. Man, if you got, um, a, if you got a dead dad, you got a fucking programmer waiting with Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yo if your if your father passed away first of all condolences and all that second of all fucking give AEW a call because christian needs fodder yeah that's a, that's oh apparently God. you know money mark tony khan will give you a nice little paycheck <laughs> I, I i loved this it was, it was just like because I, I like the way he like delivers the promos too where it's like very like conversational like you could just imagine having a conversation with him if you had a dead dad he's just like yeah, I think, you know, your dad would probably be appalled that you exist. It's like, yeah, it's just... And for it's... some of you motherfuckers out there listening, <laughs> it's probably now, true. Um, so, Luchasaurus versus Griff was a squash match. Uh, one of, Hit him with Chokeslam, and then one with the uh, Tar Pit is what he's calling his uh, version of the snare trap. Uh, they then did, like, a table spot uh, that didn't break at first, and Pillman's just, like, flubbing like a fucking fish on oh, there for it a look, second. It, it looks, honestly, it looks so brutal. Those table spots, when it doesn't break, I guess it's technically a botch, yeah. but, man, it always looks so much more brutal when those tables don't mm-hmm. break. It never looks embarrassing or weird. It looks fucking yeah. Oh, yeah. brutal. And then you could tell that he was, like, thinking for a second. He's like, do I, like, just do it again to make sure it, it breaks? Got it. And, and, <laughs> and you know what? Like, Pillman, Jr. Pillman Jr. lied there fucking just, like, dude, like, you, you know, he's, like, telekinetically communicating with him. Like, dude, do it it's again. like, do it again, you fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> he, fuck, <laughs> he didn't, he didn't roll shit. off or, like, get out yeah. of position. Yeah. Like, and he did it. You know, good yeah. on him. Yeah, he yeah. stayed in position for it well, and he fucking got it. There was a really great part where they're where the, where they're standing over Christian and then like Bro. like Luchasaurus is so used to being like a, a a baby face that he puts his arm around Christian for a split second like yeah yeah and then like <laughs> realize, he realizes what he's doing and he looks to the left really fast and, and like puts his hand down really fast. I saw that. <laughs> I know, I Did you that. see that? I, that. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's great. <laughs> and um, so but yeah, and we're finally gonna get um. We're finally going to get uh, Christian, heel, new, brand new heel Christian in the ring. I'm excited to see this on the show tonight. Yeah, they're and, up uh, against uh, the Varsity Bonds. Hell yeah, I'm stoked. I'm really stoked about that. It's, this show, the card is fucking, for this week, is fucking excellent. Yeah. We'll uh, talk more about that as we review yeah. this show. We get Tony with the JAS talking about the uh, you know shark cage match. Uh, 
And uh, so he tells them they'll be in the shark cage. Matt Menard says that they're tired of cages. Um, and they just complain about their situation and say that, you know, Claudio should also be in a cage, blah, blah, blah. Then we get Garcia uh, running down Yuta. Says that Yuta is cosplaying as him and that he's going to take the pure title. That's pretty good. Really good uh, promo from, from Daniel Garcia. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, I mean, I, I, his goofy stuff's pretty funny, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it, you know, he's also good at you know the series. I guess when it when it comes to a title match and it's ROH just he does what he's yeah. supposed to do and that's awesome. It shows how smart he is, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Are you guys excited uh, about that? Hell yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm excited to, to see it. Daniel Art Garcia in a match like this, yeah, but oh, come you know, on. whatever. Wheeler you know, whatever. <laughs> so so you don't think it's gonna be very good because you don't think Wheeler can pop is what you're saying. I hope he fucking pulls his trunks down and takes a shit on Wheeler Yuta. I'm just kidding. That's a very, that's very. Do you think that's a kosher of peer rules or? What is Mrs. Know. Jarrett I mean, doing in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Jarrett, can you can you use one of your rope breaks and the peer rules on that? <laughs> Dude, yeah. Don't uh, poop on me. <laughs> he's gotta like. Then, he's gotta suck it back in because he got to the ropes before he could pinch it off. Yeah, if if you really believe in the peer rules, you gotta fucking pinch it off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> we then had Tony Schiavone with an interview with Hangman uh, talks about it, that he's disappointed with the Battle Royal then John Silver and Reynolds interrupt and they challenge House of Black who they refer to as spooky perverts for Rampage <laughs> that's good that's just what they are <laughs> pretty much that's what they that's what they used that's what um, the best friends used to call the Dark Order themselves yeah well, they, they, well he explicitly said that he was stealing it um that they were uh, appropriate <laughs> he mentioned that on twitter that he's like i'm stealing oh he that. did yeah. <laughs> that's um, funny we had we then had jake hager versus claudio Castagnoli, but first jr comes out and announces that he will soon be in iowa what <laughs> so the first thing he said a comment to you know, the, the other greeting him one night he's like i'll be in iowa soon what the does fuck? that mean? Is he is he like? <laughs> he, he, he's, like he's like he's like you know he's like you know Lufez like I, I guess I think it's like the wrestling hall of fame like Lufez ones there but like okay. it, it oh. never was connected. I just thought it was hilarious. Like one that he just mentioned he would be in Iowa and just like good silence. thing we got fucking Doctor Destruction hell? PhD but, on here to fucking because I would have never known. Yeah, that. well also yeah, because fuck? of the PhD. So like I'm a political scientist by trade and like I've always been a politico and like. Going to Iowa means something very specific in the context of politics. Sure, yeah. What is it? It means oh that you're running God. for president. Yeah. Oh, it's like because the, the it's Iowa like the caucuses. Caucus, yeah. Oh, gotcha. yeah. And it's in like any time you see like a humiliating picture of like a presidential candidate, like ninety percent, there's a ninety percent chance that was in Iowa. They always like debase themselves there, like you know, eating corn dogs and whatnot. Like, have you ever seen like you know a politician basically you know giving fellatio? Uh, it was probably in Iowa. Um, that was where like. <laughs> That was like where Trump was giving like the helicopter rides to kids, and everyone was like making fun of that. It was Iowa, like all this like crazy stuff happens there. So I just thought that was like, so Jr. is running for president. Like, oh my god, could you imagine, dude? He's so fucking weird these days. Did you see? Like, did you see the fucking tweet? He he, like, he quote tweeted N- Natalia's really weird like incest porn fucking photo that she put online, and like. Which is weird in itself, but she's like unapologetic about how fucking obvious that shit is. It's so weird. And then like Jim Ross quote tweets it and is like, damn, it runs in the family. <laughs> like, it's too bad she's not a little older. Something like that. Like, yeah, that's just what he said. Yeah. Total like yeah. old man pervert shit. But he was like, damn, get at me, girl. 
big. <laughs> hey, well, you know, Natalia's a little older, right? I mean, probably still too young for him, but. <laughs> oh yeah, JR is a JR is a national treasure. He's all about incest. He's like, I'll talk about your daddy during sex. Oh my god. She's all about that incest. Always it's had so a thing weird. for sisters. Always had a fantasy about sisters. <laughs> sisters. So the uh the actual Sooner match Saints. for Hager Cl- Yeah the, the, the actual match was uh pretty good. Um we get We the People chance at the start of it. Oh, uh, Claudio hit a six one nine, which I was kind of surprised by. He um, he's he's he was doing that. Um, he was doing that on the Indies for sure. Before oh, was he? Okay. Oh yeah. Do you think it was a bad um, idea to even do this match or to call attention? Because I had forgotten about this, and I think um, I, I don't I think, think a lot the, of people had, but I I don't know that I you needed like to do if this. There's, I feel like if there's history, it doesn't hurt. It's a good TV match. I figure, yeah, just give him it like a singles win. Like, yeah, it doesn't hurt, and it definitely it's a bigger it, that makes it even by proxy a bigger singles win than, um, you know, a Maybe, regular but random like, one. Didn't you know we were going to get the We the People chant? You know, Hagar, like, uh, I hate you know that, what? Yeah, he's that not, was he's, the match was okay. He's not bad. Like, he's not bad. I never thought he was, and yeah, everybody I mean, says he is. I mean, he wasn't. He's he, just lazy. Maybe yeah, I don't know. He quits himself. You know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, because I definitely thought this was a better showing for him than <clears throat> in the past. He didn't seem. I mean, he definitely did seem like you know had his usual symptoms of just like not having a ton of stamina. But like, well, it was definitely he, better than other times. Before he debuted, I saw him like wrestle like Sammy Guevara and a couple other matches on Lucha Underground, and I was like, "Damn, he's not bad." And like, I haven't seen him be that good since. And I remember when he debuted, we were watching it together, like at, at your house, Dave. And then everybody in the room was like, "Oh!" And I was like, "No, don't worry, he's good now." <laughs> oh, and he yeah. has it. And I've, I've, and I've looked at a like a fool this whole time. I mean, this match was decent. Um, and he just he fucking wasn't lazy. I don't know if he's just lazy or what the fuck, but I don't. Remember. He had that title match against Mox like right at, like the start of the pandemic. I don't remember. And it was, that it one wasn't. At all. I remember. I remember it being pretty decent. I don't remember it being. Yeah, great, I, th- I think but... people complain about it because like the whole lack of a crowd thing, but. Yeah. I mean, how many singles matches has he had in AEW? Right, not many. He did have that really crappy uh, MMA <laughs> match against. Oh, with uh, Wardlow. Wardlow. That was so dumb. What? I do oh not remember God. that. <laughs> you, you consider that a blessing. Yeah, they, they even awful. had like an octagon set up and everything. Yeah. Uh, what? When was this? Yeah. This was uh, a while it was ago. it was when um, they were doing like when like MJF and Wardlow were in the inner circle. Mm-hmm. But like Wardlow and Hager had beef, and they're like, "Well, you're gonna yeah. have to settle it." Or actually, it might have been right after they broke up, and you had the pinnacle. I don't remember for sure, but it was it was that like did Hager win this one match? Of those weeks. Hager won that match. He lost this one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hager, Hager won that match. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, I would, I would, he has I would a win hope over, he has a win over yeah. Wardlow. He's I mean, I would good. hope it's like MMA. Like you're not gonna have like yeah. an actual like. <laughs> And he's undefeated and like legit yeah, like, undefeated. Street. Yeah, that would be yeah. a little, little embarrassing. We then had a hook interview backstage. Uh, the interviewer asks that because he's undefeated, does, there's is there a title shot in his future? And he just leaves. So weird. What's the point? Yeah, I don't know. We then had Tony Schiavone with Thunderstorm. Rosa cuts a really weird promo where she refers to the Japanese match she had as a banger, which I've never heard anyone refer to their own match as a banger, but 
here we go. Very humble. Uh, she looks forward to the rematch and teaming up with Tony. Britt and Jamie interrupt. Uh, says that we've heard enough Rosa promo to last us a year. <laughs> uh, then says we know how to deal with thunderstorms and oh brings God. out a sandbag. I can't believe and hands shit. it to Tony. <laughs> I can't believe Insane. this shit. <laughs> and says that she looks forward to carrying her for a month. <laughs> what percentage of the audience do you think got the fucking double This was meat, so much meat. inside baseball, right? Yeah, precisely, man. What percentage <laughs> of the audience do you think fucking got the double entendre? I, honestly, I think uh, a good portion, I would say. You might be right. I'd say, I'd say, like, these Twitter fucking beefs are huge and... Yeah, millions of people fucking see this shit. Yeah, they, like, they had it on, uh, I'm pretty sure they had it on Botchamania where they're like subtext for cowards. <laughs> yeah. Man, well. The, I was I was surprised by that. <laughs> I'm at, at the, what What do you guys think, um, that aside, what do you guys think about the prospects of a tag team match between, with these four? It would be good. Yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, should be fine. I mean, we saw we saw that fucking like world beating tag match they had. I say world beating, expectation beating, an exceeding yeah, match that's true. they had last Yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean that was that was pretty good. It was against far worse competitors. Yeah, they didn't have Jamie Hader in it, who's arguably their their finest wrestler on that side of the roster. Do you so. think that they're building towards uh, a like a women's tag team championship? Uh, I mean, maybe, but. Maybe you talk about flooding the the card with, um, and that would I'm not saying I'm not against that by any means, but they've got three hours of TV right now, and they just added, you know that I know that that what and is trios it? are on the horizon, trios the all, are on the all horizon. Atlantic, yeah, the all Atlantic <laughs> title, and, this... and I know that may not be defended on AWTV too often, but it's there, and then you've got the ROH titles getting yeah until yeah, yeah. they get TV for that to uh, open up a fucking I've... pipe there. I've always been against uh, women I've in wrestling. Against... I know, Joey. No, 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 no. I've always been against um, like a women's uh, tag title match, tag, really? tag team titles. Why? Yeah, because because there's no women tag teams, and it's not it's not that there's women. That's like, because there's no. Well, how women's could there tag be no tag titles? teams? There's nothing it's to not, compete for. It's not like a women's thing, right? It, it's the. What? Uh, it's it's, it's because not their place no is real... what you're saying. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying at all. I mean, come on. Uh, like, there's no women tag teams. Like, there's the, like besides the belt. I feel twins, like that's kind name... of a self fulfilling prophecy, though, right? Like, there's well, if there's no title to compete for, why would you be a tag team? Okay, so I hate when they make two like men singles wrestlers a tag team. I hate that because they're not a real tag team yeah, and they yeah, run yeah. over all the actual tag teams. So just by default. That's exactly what they do with the women's division to make a tag team. They throw two singles women's tag team or two single yeah, women's but, wrestlers together yeah. for a tag team. There's no women tag team. And since the Bellas. Oh, you have name, you have one. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about them later. Oh, is it that jobber team? The twins? <laughs> yeah. It's always twins. If they're not twins, they're not a tag. Those are the only tag. That's the, the only iconics, like, tag teams. But I think. Or okay, what, inspiration, the whatever they're called. And... I'll take. Yeah, I'll take I, the, but I the think, iconics. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think Doc is right here. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy because you don't have a. A women's tag division so why the fuck would you have women's tag teams you gotta yeah, exactly you gotta have a fucking you gotta have a fucking like house before you can move into the house you know what i mean i so i don't want to see i don't want to see like thunderstorm i don't like I, they're two single no you're right you're right uh, but i'm saying like you could take some of these women who are up and coming and be like yo we're gonna make y'all a tag team 
and y'all yeah, are going to be called it, but but you have to have a division first before you can start yeah. doing that. So for now, yeah, they're gonna, the only way to do it is to do it like that. Or are you saying you, the only women's tag team you want to see is one woman puts the batter in the muffin tin and hands it to the other one who puts it in the oven? <laughs> no, I didn't say no. I'm not saying that at all. But they could put the uh, they could put the, the the tag teams together first. You don't need the tag title first. You can see that there's a need for it if you have if you build the tag teams first. Like, why not introduce the well, tag isn't teams? Isn't that what we're doing? Not really, because you're still throwing singles wrestlers together. You need to see like new people, or you need to see people that are sim- that, that like have similar goals and like stuff like that. I want to see the. I want to see women tag teams, and that, but yeah, and that begs the question of that. what is what is a quote unquote division, like a women's tag team division? Like what what do you yeah. have to have to to do that? Is it yeah. tag teams? Is it just tag matches? Is it a tag team championship? I'd say match? I'd say or, I'd a tag, tag team championship teams. belt. I'd say tag teams, and when there's tag teams, there's a need for a ch- to okay. be there. There needs to be a tag team champion. I say absolutely tag teams because I want the Young Bucks version of. A, you know, of women, the women's in the women's division. I want to, I want to see the fucking, you know, Midnight Express or something like that. Like, I want to see like real tag teams, you know, and, yeah. you know, we have, we have real tag teams in the, in the, in AEW. Mm-hmm. And I want to see, I want to see women do that. Like, I think that would be great. I, it's, it, I just don't like the idea of a women's tag division or tag team championships being introduced when it's just going to be two rando singles wrestlers holding them together. So you're saying in order for there to be a division, there needs to be proper tag teams, and then once you yeah, do that, absolutely. then you can introduce. Then a you can title. have one, yeah. Okay, absolutely. All right, Joe, you win. I'm just like, we'll I mean, see. we you have all these debate. like, and there's even like, there's even like, they're they're talking about like doing a trios like division. You can easily have that with like these stables. Like once you go trios. You have like the stables, like didn't like World Class had the six man tag team championship, and you had the Von Erics versus the Freebirds mm-hmm. and things like that, and like you can you can do something like that too. I mean, you have like Death Triangle and stuff like that. I mean, you just need to do the same thing for the women's division. Would you have like it, okay if you had to grab some tag teams from the women's division? Who do you see? Who do you see being a tag team? Like a real tag team? It would probably be some of the up and comers that you know don't necessarily have name yeah. recognition. I mean, like as singles I, I see like right the, I mean, not so much Jade, but I see like the rest of the baddies is like you know like that's yeah that that can work for me. One thing that's also wrong is like, in order for a lot of the women to get over, they have to be singles wrestlers. Like that's just by like how the nature of it is. Like you don't want like if if you were gonna have Britt Baker's stable in the tag division, you don't want to see Britt Baker in there because you want to see her doing her own thing. You don't want to see Jamie Hayter in there because you know that's going to stunt her growth. I mean, it's not you, necessarily we want to see her. Britt because, like, I'm I'm fine with, like, you know, like, all right, well, she's not world champion right now, so, like, she's needs something to do. That's true, but, like, still, like, it's it wouldn't... I wouldn't... I don't know if I'd feel like it was a real tag team, or maybe I would. I don't fucking know. But, like, would it be her and... Um, would it be her and Jamie Hayter? And then even then, like they're both people that are ready to break out in singles, like as a single star. Well, not, not well. Britt Baker already has, but like Jamie Hayter is, and you're going to keep doing that same old story over and over again, where it's like, they're a tag team and now they kind of hate each other fair. and now they're going to break up and now they're going to wrestle each other. And you have those built in stories sometimes, but man, if you do that fucking all the time, because all the fucking wrestlers are singles wrestlers sure. and they want to have their own single success, 
Like, what's the fucking point? It's such a waste of goddamn time. Yeah, maybe. All right, I guess we but, can move but on. But I mean, so. like, yeah, but just as a match in a vacuum, I mean, I would be excited for this. For yeah. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a tag team match where people have like a common a common um, goal that they're going for. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that. Yeah. All right, we will move on then to the next match. Serena Deeb versus Anna J. I think this kind of exceeded expectations. I don't think it was amazing by any stretch, but I didn't think it was bad. No, like Serena Deeb was trying Serena Deeb was trying to show her stuff and Anna J is the drizzling shits. She's horrible. She's not getting better. I feel like she's getting worse. She did. Uh. I mean, yeah, and what am I trying to say? Yeah, she made some of the same mistakes she's made before. Oh my god! From That's the very fair. first lockup, I cringed. She does the fucking lockup where she kicks her leg up yeah. behind. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. There's certain it's so things. bad. How do you not know a lockup and you're on fucking TV? Like you have no excuse anymore. Like she's been there for a long time. She's signed. She's getting paid. Learn how to fucking lock up. Good lord, the most basic thing in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, so not really a whole lot to say here. Uh, Mercedes attacks Deeb after the match, you know, build their title feud. We then had uh, Tony Schiavone with the baddies. Uh, Jake, uh, Jade says that Layla should be getting them ice water or something. Uh, Stokely defends, you know, the interim baddie and says that he's for the baddies like Wu-Tang is for the children. <laughs> well, and I that mean... was that segment. What I mean, hey, I like the Wu Tang Clan as much as anybody, but like, do they know they're being co-opted into this fucking into this angle? They might. They do like <laughs> they like wrestling, so they might. Yeah, maybe yeah. they're they're at home, like fucking. They hear him come up. They're like, oh shit, that's okay. us. Okay, <laughs> which which member of the Wu Tang was that? Was that Raekwon? That's that. No, that was the that was the medium for old dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we then had Jay Lethal run out to the commentary desk to cut a promo saying that he'll single-handedly remove Joe's title. And I don't know if it's just because of the way he grabbed the mic, but the quality sounded awful. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there was that. Another backstage segment with uh, Tony Schiavone of Anna J. Ty Conti interrupts, says some mean shit, and uh, that's that. <laughs> we then go to the main event, the Young Bucks versus Team Taz versus Swerve in Our Glory with... A surprising outcome, but a very fun match. Uh, more JR O'Clock here, where he uh, amuses himself with Swerve's name. Just says it like Swerve, and like it's so fucking weird. Oh, oh Swerve! <laughs> Careful that you don't get in an accident. Say, <laughs> so, I thought the match was really good. Uh, it was surprising to see the uh, belts come off the box. Apparently, that was always the plan. Um, so nothing's changed here, but yeah, so... Uh, I mean, yeah, it may have been the plan, but I wouldn't have guessed it. I was fucking no. <laughs> stunned. Going into All Out, I thought FTR needed big opponents, but then again, they had done that match on TV a month ago or so, so yeah. I don't know who FTR's opponents are going to be. I guess it could still be the Bucks. I, I guess wait, it could a death be... Before, a Death Sw- Before Dishonor? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no. At all out, like oh, I'm just I'm looking say, ahead. Uh, yeah, we know it's yeah, probably still going to be the Bucks. There, pro- there's enough time where there could probably be a rematch, and and Young Bucks could win it right back. Like, yeah, I, I um, and I guess maybe the 
losing the titles could accelerate the breakup or whatever of Keith Lee and Swerve, but it all seems a little. They teased it here with the uh, the he had the belt and teased hitting Keith Lee, but. Yeah, and me and kayfabe i always find that stuff like a little stupid like if you were yeah, to actually there, do it like you've got a title shot like but yo there it is again a fucking two randos two singles randos getting together to win the fucking tag titles and they they're teasing the breakups the oh where they were well they're, they're they're teasing a breakup yeah like because they're, they're gonna do their own fucking thing god it's such a waste of time and that's so many great tag teams in the tag team division right now especially with the young bucks and FTR, like like that's the feud that everybody wants to see. So build around that. Like enough of this fucking singles wrestlers together nonsense. I hate How it. How lazy booking is it to fucking have that spot when you're teasing the breakup too? How many? There's a lot of teams that do that. Yeah. And how, I many mean, teams, a lot of, how many teams? Yeah, are a lot there? of just like guys who are aligned that do that. I mean, yeah, yeah it's fucking. I mean, you kind of have to lazy. do it. Like, and there's a certain level where like you know like. You have to beat it into your audience's head sometime. But, but man, that's just such a fucking like. I agree. It's, it's so uncreative, and um, yeah. I mean, we've seen it so many times before. Like everybody's gonna do the same thing. You're gonna hit them with the belt when their back is turned in a way that yeah. you get oh caught my god, and there's footage of it. Like it just. That's one thing. That's sense. one thing that they, dude. When they did this with MJF when he was gonna like turn on Cody and he teased it. People loved it. They went crazy. Yeah, it's just like, but like, like don't like, keep going back to the same on, well. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, then they did it with uh, with Hangman when they thought he was going to hit the buckshot lariat on Kenny. Um, people fucking went crazy for it. But they at least cared. that was like he's teasing Dude, that maybe yeah. he's going to hit a move on him, not hit him with the belt, which is just well either so tired. No, either way it doesn't matter. Turn on him, whatever. Hit him with the belt. Hit him with his dick. Who fucking knows? It doesn't matter. <laughs> this is the same thing. It like, but. When Swerve did this to Keith Lee and teased it, nobody gave a shit. Yeah. Nobody cared. Nobody fucking made a noise. Nobody was like, no, don't do it. Nobody fucking cared. Well, kind of because it's it's just something that was just like, oh, yeah, of course this will happen at some point. Right. Well, they did. I mean, it was like that with MJF and people went crazy for it. It was like that with, you know, there was going to be a turn with um, Hangman and Kenny. People knew. But they didn't know when, but people cared. It's just about people caring. People want to be immersed in this stuff. Nobody fucking cared about this. That's true. Like, I, I mean, mean people cared about the win. People cared about the win. People like, yeah. you know, they at least like them enough and everything. But the turn, nobody gave a shit. And then it's, and, and, I was like and, so shocked about again, that. Like, and nobody gave a shit. And they did it in the most tired, obvious fucking way. That just at yeah, this point seems played out. Mm-hmm. It is played out. I'm so sick. Please, please. I'm fucking begging AEW if they hear this and they probably won't. But if they fucking hear this, please fucking stop doing this two single wrestlers becoming tag team champions. Fucking stop. Like, no more. I hate it. Please fucking build your goddamn tag division. You have great tag teams. Instead of private party jobbing out, start building them. At least private party came back. Yeah. Yeah. Find roles for these guys. Make 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 fucking Butcher and Blade mercenaries like the APA. They don't have to be tag team champions, but they'll still be a fucking built tag team. Like do something with these fucking tag teams and instead of these two singles wrestlers jacking each other off running over real tag teams that sucks mm-hmm. it's horrible i mean okay, would you anyway. consider um fucking hobbs and starks a tag team a real tag See, team you know and this is a testament to them with how good they are at being a team i don't know it's like i do because i think that they both have insane singles potential 
but at the same time, they're so good at what they're doing right now. And they've been associated with team Taz for so long. And since they were up and coming, I kind of buy them more as an actual tag team. Yeah. But even then it's so borderline and I don't know, like if I'm mad at these other things, maybe I should be mad at that too. I, don't I know. think, you know, that there's, you don't need to be like a Puritan in your principles on it. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. like, you can say like as a general rule, I'm not big on like putting singles guys together as a tag team and having them run rough shot of the division. But like, you know, there's some where you could be like, yeah, like, you know what? These two have been together for a while and like it's working for you. Also, like when you're in a stable, like the crown jewel of any stable is the tag team championships. When like when Ring of Honor, when 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 Gabe was booking Ring of Honor and he started doing that faction warfare stuff, when they created like uh, uh, the No Remorse Corps and all those all those different factions, remember, in like the age of the fall, like they built like all these factions and the over and they were all warring over the tag team titles. That's cool as fuck. And like, um, that's not like, so I guess Hobbs and Starks kind of fit there. They've been in a stable for so long. Uh, they've been teaming for so long. They've, you know, helped each other in each other's matches. They've been like, they've been kind of ingrained with each other for so long that they work, I guess. So maybe they're the exception to the rule for me. But yeah, I mean, throwing Keith and Swerve together, it's just two people that they signed that they didn't have anybody, anything to do like they didn't have anything to do, so they just have them run rough shot over fucking tag teams. So that's different to me, I guess. Yeah, I, I think I would have rather had uh, Swerve and Hobbs, or, or not Swerve and Hobbs, uh, Ricky and Hobbs win um, this just because, like, again, like they've they kind of do more for me as a team, like you said, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see where this goes. Moving on to Rampage uh, from July 15th. Uh, they put over this is episode 50 of Rampage. Damn, nice. Kind of wild to realize it's that been that long. We open up with Dark Order versus Kings of the Black Throne. They brought it back, the name. <laughs> um, again, like I said, this refers specifically to the team of Malachi Black and Brody King. Um, I wonder if they were using that on like PWG before they showed up in AEW together. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I never. I didn't get to watch them on PWG. But uh, either way, I thought this was a pretty fun match. Um, there's a part on commentary where Jericho nearly breaks kayfabe when he's talking about how excited they are for the uh, barbed wire everywhere match. He's like, and I mean myself and the pain maker, of course. Like, <laughs> like clearly he's like talking about him and Eddie, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> match is pretty good. Uh, House of Black wins with Dante's Inferno to Reynolds. Um, then we get the post-match angle where Darby leaps off the tunnel onto Brody. Uh, he just kind of like comes out of nowhere. I thought it was really good. And then we have Sting stare down with Malachi. So that's how we get that Darby versus uh, Brody King match yep. uh, for tonight. I can't believe they're doing that already. But I mean, I guess yeah, it, I guess it's, it's like a big show. I, yeah, I guess so. Firefest is getting treated like a big show, and so they they hot shotted this. Um, yeah. It seems and like it would. It might been not natural. be a hot shot. Maybe they could be saving the blow off match for the pay per view. This could, yeah. could be like, you know, a match headed that way or something. You know. Yeah. Um, that's true. That's true. We then get a Miro promo where he asks if he should let the pagans take him or if he should rip their heads off their spines, and then you know, obviously the whole promo is teasing whether or not he'll join the House of Black or feud with them. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's probably not. And- 
but like I, I like the, the 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 narrative of this yeah. promo. Like, did he corrupt? Did they corrupt him? Like they corrupted everybody else? Well, I mean, he didn't get hit with the black mist, so he did. Oh, he did. Oh, okay. Yeah, they show it too. Like when he got hit with. Oh, um, that's right. Okay. Yeah, that was how uh, his uh, brutalizer was broken up. So I don't. I don't think that that's what's going to happen. But yeah. well, I, I mean, they like, also did I, the I same like to uh, Pac and Penta, and like Pac's yeah. pretty much the same. He was blind for a couple of weeks, but that's true. <laughs> Only strong wrestlers don't get turned. Well, there you go. Though I mean, Penta obviously, you know, he adopted a new persona. It was just that's like, true. He did. Oh my god, please don't, Mira, please don't be fucking goth. (laughs) Oh my god, could you imagine? Oh my god. I'm trying to think. He needs to like really really lay on the the eyeshadow. I want to see it once just because I'm curious what his idea of that would be. He starts wearing black, (laughs) he starts wearing black craft clothing. Like he, he, he poses on Twitter with black craft clothing shirts, like holding his fucking like protein powder, like because they're sponsoring that him. That fucking brand he, is. He is, comes is, to the ring in like one of those like trench coats of all the chains dangling off of him. Oh my god, that brand is the fucking pits. That black craft colt, but they did have that one shirt. Think so? Black craft colt. Yeah, it's the pits. That sucks. It's embarrassing, but they did have that one shirt that said uh, that I liked. It said, uh, "Wrestling is real." God is fake. Is there an actual shirt that says <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, it was their shirt. It said, wrestling is you think real, this God shirt, is this fake. This company's the pits? Uh, I mean, Blackcraft Colt. Is, is that the, st- they have the clothing company, yeah, right? Yeah. I think they're all right. It's fine. It's just whack as fuck, bro. Get the fuck out of here. That's some so? fucking like that's some post Hot Topic shit. That's some like, yeah, yeah, I, don't go to hot, po- I don't go to Hot Topic anymore. Post Hot Topic. <laughs> Honestly, okay. I'm kind of on board with that explanation honestly straight out bro that's some butt rock shit dude some fuck cock rock but some butt cock rock, rock cock rock oh, 2022 man. shit man butt rock shit <laughs> okay well uh, miro go goth one time let's see let's see what you got bud <laughs> yeah we then had lee moriarty versus jonathan gresham for the roh world championship uh, uh i thought this, this. Was a- this is a pretty good match. Um, like early on, uh, Gresham definitely kind of like leaning more into like the heel stuff, where he keeps going out like you know of the ring when he takes a hit. Oh, okay. He's very That's aggressive. Um, Jericho asks Excalibur during the match why he was never ROH champion, and then he immediately says, "Because he never wrestled there, you idiot." <laughs> um, that he would have, you know, been there. <laughs> he would have been t- champion, which I was probably right at some probably point. Probably true, yeah. Um, Gresham hits a low blow in the match when the ref is turned and uh, wins uh, with the octopus stretch. So he goes heel and he instantly starts powdering and then he's doing low blows. Okay, got it. So lame, man. They could have him be a strong technical champion. They absolutely could. He could still be a heel and not like look at Danielson's run when he was working heel against guys. Yeah, I mean, he still does the technical stuff, but yeah, I kind of wish he would have just avoided like doing the really basic heel stuff. It's just so lazy. I mean, that just speaks to the swerve spot we were talking about. It's just so fucking lazy. Like, we get it. Like, stop fucking washing, rinsing, repeating this. I know in some, to some degree, like wash, rinse, repeat is the history of professional wrestling. I get that. But man, like, just there's other ways to do to tell the same story. There's new ways to tell the same story, and this sure. is just so tired and lazy. I don't know. In a 
in the post-match interview, Gresham says that he'll be on every week from now on and out-wrestling, out-classing everyone's favorite wrestlers, and then Claudio comes out. He said that he's going to be on Dynamite, but he's not even on the card, so... Well, maybe he'll he just. Said, did he say? Yeah. Did he say dynamite specifically? He said dynamite he, and rampage. Okay, maybe, um, maybe you I know, he make an appearance. He's counting his promo packages for you know promoting the ROH pay per view and shit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just like a quick clip in a in a. Just like hey guys, a, it's me, Jonathan Gresham. What's up? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's your boy here, Jonathan Gresham. Just a quick they, clip in a fucking montage. Uh, then we had another promo. I don't know if the, was this announced for the dynamite card. Uh, we have Christopher Daniels uh, cuts a promo on Jay Lethal, uh, talking about you know his history with him and Joe, and says that uh, you know if he keeps you know yakking his jaw, he might uh, make sure he never gets to that match with Joe. Is this going to be on Rampage next week or this I'm week? Thinking, I should say. I'm thinking it has to be. Yeah, yeah it really does. Like um, because the pay per view is this weekend, right? Yeah. So, so I'm thinking we're gonna get that. Yeah. That's a good preliminary match for it. Yeah. All right. We then had Chris Satlander and Athena versus Charlotte and Robin Renegade, the uh, infamous twins who had that really bizarre match against Ruby Soho. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was like the squashiest of all squashes. When you matches. reminded me of that, when you reminded me of that, I, that fucking like image of Ruby Soho. Her face. Yeah. <laughs> Being like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was actually uh, the right reaction to have because like it was like yeah right, whatever like that didn't yeah, didn't yeah yeah um this was a huge squash uh afina wins over the o face very short um now joey you have Layla. some insight as to uh, what the o face is now <laughs> I, I i oh yeah i mean do we have to talk this about, <laughs> no, no, talk about, about this every time <laughs> yeah jiggle james johnson's move i'm just joking <laughs> His name is Jiggle James Johnson, and the O face is the face you make when you're having an orgasm. Hence really? O. That's what yeah, O means? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't always know. make sure to keep yeah. my Buster Keaton when I'm fucking busting a nut. So. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so then uh, Layla Gray, Jaw Jacks, and then they beat her up. Jade and Kira Hogan make the save. And yeah, that's that. Wow. We then had a backstage promo I have a lot to say about. So Tony Schiavone is with Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel. Stokely tries to recruit uh, Lee, says that Seidel's doing nothing for him, that you you know, you know wrestled you know Punk, you wrestled Danielson, and like Seidel's doing nothing for you. Seidel takes his business card, rips it up, and says he has the opportunity of a quote-unquote lifetime. And he's going to wrestle Dante Martin next week. And Dante Martin comes out and says, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. These fucking, these fucking dorks. These fucking <laughs> dorks, man. Like, I mean, it's like the opportunity of a lifetime wrestling Dante. I mean, like, dude, the guy's like on TV. It's like the opportunity of like a day is wrestling Dante Martin. <laughs> like, it's like, is it even that? Wrestling know. Dante Martin who always loses? Like, it's yeah, like, it's like, I know he's got the opportunity coming, of a but... lifetime. And then, like, just the peace, love, and pro wrestling. Like, like, I mean, <laughs> this is like, this is like the definition of like, like what is that New Japan group like the the babyface group that's like just pure jobbers like, basically that like Master Wado's in and whatnot? Are you talking about Taguchi Japan? Or are you just yes? Yeah. Like I think that might be it. Like it's just like this is like the epitome of that in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh this is weird. You know what's funny is like uh I I saw 
um matt seidel he was on sammy guevara's vlog this past week and i just tuned into it i haven't watched it in a bit and i just tuned into it today because i wanted to see the little fuego promo that people were talking about which was pretty good honestly um and he was on there matt seidel was on there he was like goof it they were joking about him being the new like vlog crew member or whatever and he was legitimately funny and witty and like like charismatic and he had like stuff to say and i was like laughing my ass off at what he's what he was saying and i was like damn how does he he, like like he's just like saying stuff like there was like something like uh he said something like he goes he goes we're not here to get over we're here to take ranas on our head and like the timing of it was really funny and like i was like how like how does how does how does he not figure out how to translate this to to like tv like how do you get this to be on like how do you become this on tv because it was pretty good stuff like he's just I enjoyed watching him on this little um, on this little vlog. Well, that's good. But here he's definitely a dork. Yeah, he's he's really dorky. Yeah. We then had uh, in the ring a gun club interview. Billy acknowledges that uh, everyone loves the acclaimed, and he probably treated them better than his own kids. But he had to drop the hammer someday. The acclaimed come out. They don't have a mic. There's no rap, but, you know, we'll correct oh. that later. Uh, Billy then says that, you know, we'll settle this, but, you know, one last time for the crowd. And he says, like, scissor me, daddy ass, and Bowen super kicks in. Max Caster grabs the mic and cuts a rap without the music, but let's add it in anyways. Hit the beat. Yo. Yo. Listen. Listen. Yo. Billy Gunn. You ain't nothing but an asshole. How you so big, but you hung like a tadpole. Yo, and the ass boys, more like the dumb and dumber. Come back and fight us, you broke mother. Oh. And that's the rap. That's uh, weird the Bones with, challenges no, with them, no music. That's and weird. they run away. It was weird, yeah. But I said we can correct that for them yeah. for this episode. No match, but, you know, building that. Then that takes us to the main event, Private Party versus the Lucha Brothers. Uh, I liked um, during the... Uh, Mark Henry bit that a private party is just like, hey, you know, we weren't you weren't returning our calls, Andrade, and he's just like, oh, you know, it's fine. Like, I brought you back for this match. Uh, then, uh, yeah, Penta yeah, I was and... I was going to wonder about I was wondering about that because he had kind of fucking like made that comment about how he was done with it, and then I saw like they were still when they had the graphic for this, they still had like the fucking Andrade family yeah. office or whatever logo, and I was like, wait, what? And they came out to his music. Okay, which was weird too. So, are they back? Is it a thing again? Or I guess I, I guess it's like at least with like them. I don't know. If, like Butcher and Blade seem like they broke out yeah. from it, but uh, it seems like Private Party at least is kind of going to be his uh, goons for a bit. They have new looks too, which was interesting. Mm. Uh, Mark Quinn uh, doesn't have a little. Uh, I don't know what you call poof? that. His old hairstyle. His poof. Yeah, his little poofs are gone. But uh, oh, I missed the poofs yeah. already. Um. <laughs> I also liked, uh, so Penta and Phoenix, you know, cut their promo, and then it's obviously, you know, in Spanish. Alex Abrantes only translates Penta's promo. He's like, Penta says this, and like, just nothing about Phoenix and what he said. Damn. What did Phoenix say? I have no idea. never know. <laughs> he needs to get his own hype, man, I guess. I think it translated to, if you need kitty litter, the corner is around the store. Make sure you get extra crunchy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the match itself I thought was pretty fun. Uh, the 
Lucha Brothers win, uh, even though Roosh interferes. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. It's kind of just what you'd kind of expect from this match on paper, I would say. I'm surprised um, it was the main event, but that's cool. Yeah, it was a little... I mean, Rampage is like kind of weird where like the main event is always like kind of like a little random. I'm surprised it wasn't the ROH match, but then again, we did get the uh, you know unintentionally hilarious promo from... Matt Seidel and Lee yeah. Moriarty where yeah. I mean as much as I made fun of them for being dorks I did find that like legitimately hilarious just like the opportunity of a lifetime and it's much chopper <laughs> oh my god that is funny well fuck man uh, I, well I've got a lot of catching up to do with the G1 we've got fucking AEW yeah. TV we've got the ROH pay-per-view this weekend thank, thank packed, god man. thank god that Ric Flair fucking final match show isn't this weekend because right? I, I originally thought it was. I was like, man, there's no fucking way. But we got a no, week. We next got a next week. week on that. So thank God. Yeah. Lots of stuff to catch up on. Our Discord is up and running. People are joining. It's popping off. We're, t- we're talking in there, telling jokes, sharing stories. And I think mainly because of that, we had a lot more to talk about this week because of like because of the stuff we're sharing in there and everything. So um, if you want to join that, it's in our link tree. Uh, it's in the bio of this episode that you're listening to right now. If you're listening anywhere, like in the description, you can click the link and you can see our Discord. You'll get an invite. It'll say that I'm inviting you and join up. Join up and talk to us and uh, leave us some feedback. Uh, show us, share some stories, share some matches that you would like us to watch. You know, maybe some old school matches or something or some of your favorites. There's um, There's a lot of different rooms that you can chat in. So join up. Say what's up, and yeah, and may your week be filled with mini monster pops. Catch you guys later. At the end, we got anybody else got anything? Just I just need to say goodbye. Okay, goodbye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>